Cherry Pop Horror. Hello and welcome to Cherry Pop Horror, the horror movie podcast where it's always someone's first time. I'm Jacob and in this show we tackle all things horror. Be they your classic slashes, gore fests, monster flicks, kids horror, animated, basically. If it's got enough horror themes to it, we'll give it a watch. If you've seen the movie before, just sit back and relax. If not, don't worry, we'll be running through the plot, talking about what we liked, what we didn't like, and just generally having a good laugh. If you'd like to get in on the discussion, you can send us an email, cherrypophorror at gmail.com, and or follow us on Twitter, at cherrypophorror. Okay, here we go. The fade in my hair, I was noticing after I got out of the shower this morning, the like, mm. fade in my hair is starting to go. Like, all the purples. Because it's supposed to be like a really dark amethyst. Yeah, yeah. Now it's not. What did you use? Um, just one of those, like, pack and save ones. <laughs> you know? That's a problem. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't know if I'd like it. And then I was like, yeah, I like it. It looks pretty Yeah, because cool. well, I did, um, I used Manic Panic. Manic Panic. Oh, are those the, the pink tube ones? No, they're like little, little pottles. Oh, okay. Yeah, um, it does stain a lot, so you do have to rinse it out quite a bit. But it's this mm. is like it faded out now, but it was quite a deep. How long did it go? Ultraviolet. Um, I think it lasted maybe about eight washes, but I don't wash my hair very often, mm. so it lasted a while. Yeah, I, I I think I overly wash my hair. It's like every time I shower, I like shampoo and condition, which is probably not good for my hair. No. <laughs> but I like it when it's all silky smooth. <laughs> <laughs> there's different ways to look after your hair <laughs> yeah i know i know i should do like a dry wash or whatever like that every mm. now and again but yeah it's just force a habit now <laughs> i want blue hair like our character today <laughs> yes yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> hello everyone welcome to cherry pop horror this is episode 53 we're not in our usual recording spot at the moment i am down in lovely dunedin visiting <laughs> destiny welcome destiny hello <laughs> Thank you for housing us here. <laughs> you know you're welcome anytime. Yeah. And it was what, minus minus one, minus two this morning, something like that? Yeah. Oh, that that was the temperature, but in real feel probably more like negative four. Mm. I was hoping to see snow this morning because there was rumors of like snowfall overnight, right? Yeah. But, but um, too wet. It too wet. It was too wet. God damn it. <laughs> it wasn't enough to settle. There was sleet. But... There was sleet, but it didn't really stay. Nah. nah. Never mind. <laughs> it's still beautiful here. I really like it. Big time. But it's a different kind of cold because Auckland's like, yeah, someone at work uh, described it to me as like Auckland's wet cold, mm-hmm. which feels worse than yes. dry cold. Yes. And I completely agree. Like I'm down here and I'm not like shivering. No. But I can tell it's cold. In Auckland, like I'll be working in the warehouse and I'm just like, because it's like a wet cold. You feel like you have to rug up, whereas down here it's like, oh, you know, oh, I might wear a beanie today. Yeah, I got a hoodie on. I'm fine. Yeah. I'll be all right. <laughs> she'll be all right. Yeah. <laughs> Such a Kiwi way. Eh? Yes. Yeah, she'll be all right. <laughs> well, Destiny, so I'm gonna I'm gonna ponder a question to you. Okay. You are you are the mother of three very intelligent, beautiful children who yep. are very well behaved, <laughs> by the way. Um, <laughs> so, um, 
how do you think we should prepare our kids for independence? This is a big, and usually it's like, like, what's your favorite Monopoly piece? Yeah. Or like, <laughs> and today I'm like, I'm going to give her a big question. <laughs> okay. Like, um, so what we do to help, I guess, foster independence with our kids is we give them as much opportunity to make their own choices. Mm. Um, Obviously, depending on their age as well, like, uh, Aki will give him maybe two things to choose from. Right. Jasper will outright ask him, kind of thing, like, and just being at, giving, you know, giving them the opportunity to... Can you give me an example? Like, uh, is this like a snack thing? Like, oh, you can have a snack, do you want, do you want chips or an Odie bar? Then that, that's, yeah. that's what you do for the, that's, for the yeah, youngest. Yeah, that's what we do for our kid. With Nico, um, who's one, we hold up the packets in front of him. Oh, yeah, he just, he just grabs <laughs> yeah, which he one he wants. <laughs> or both, because yeah. he's a little food demon. <laughs> that's the perfect way to describe it. A food demon. A food demon. <laughs> bottomless pit. <laughs> and, then, and, then, and then and your oldest, you say, what would you like? Yes. yes. That's really, Yeah, that's interesting. I had I hadn't really thought. Obviously, I don't have kids. <laughs> I, I don't really expect that I'm going to have kids, but um, yeah, I, I guess choice is the most important thing. Right? Yeah, and trying to steer but not like control. Yeah, exactly. And then also when they're um, because as they get older and they start developing language and you know they're able to string their own sentences together. Mm. Doing your best to kind of let them explore their thoughts. Yes, as well. Um, instead of like guiding them, it's because uh, like um, le- letting them talk thoughts aloud. Yeah, kind of yeah. So with my training as an early childhood teacher, um, we were taught that it was like child-led teaching. Mm. So it's basically letting them guide you, but also giving them the space to be able to do that. Um, so for example, with my kids, we have like you know a few toys out in the main areas. Yeah. That they can play with at any time. Yeah. And it's, we'll go in enjoying their play, but if mainly only if they ask us. Right, okay, yeah. Kind of thing. And that kind of lets them explore what's going on in their heads. Right, actually like play it out. Yeah. As opposed to you, you sort of going, oh, why don't we put the fire truck in here yeah. and then it dries around here. And this is what this is supposed to do and stuff like that. But right. they're kind of exploring it on their own. And to figure it out. Yeah. And, and, you know, if they ask you a question, then that's when you, exactly. you interject and you go, yeah. oh, okay, look, you, you've asked, you know, how the siren works. Here you go. Here's how it works. Yeah. Like, yeah. And I think it's letting them explore their own thoughts, letting them make their own, it's just giving them the space and the opportunity. Mm. And I think, yeah, I, it, I mean, your kids are so well behaved. I've noticed. <laughs> yeah, they, they really are because, like, you see, you say something like, "Oh, okay," like, you know, put your clothes in laundry or whatever that, like that, and they just go do it. And I assume mm. that's because you've made it sort of not a game. That's not the right word, but it, you've made it like a responsibility for them. Yeah. Like they see it as, "Oh, okay, I need to do this." Yes. It's not like mummy does this for me. Yeah. No. 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 Because the the way I see it is, I want my boys growing up to be not someone for daughters or who, their partners or whatever to look after. That's not yeah. That's not their job. They yes. need to look after themselves to be able to, you know, go through life with a partner. Yeah. Mummy's here to help. Yeah. She's not here to do it for exactly. you. Yeah. Yeah, no. 
And it starts off with like, mummy has to do it for you. Yeah. And then slowly you start doing yeah. bits for yourself. And you know, it's, it's that, you, uh, can put the, you can put the shirt, you can put your head through the shirt, but you can't do the arms. So yeah. mummy does the arms. Yeah. And then you get a bit older and now you can do the arms. Exactly. And, yeah. Like to the point where my one year old right now is taking off his own head. <laughs> Yes. We got, was it this morning? I yes. Got, yeah, this morning. Yes. Just ran in butt naked. I yeah. was like, okay. That happens. I'm like, are you not cold, child? <laughs> well, I think, uh, in all honesty, our movie this week is a very interesting look into uh, raising a child. Yeah. Like, how, how do parents tackle raising a child? Yes. Because this week it was my first time watching Coraline from 2009. Coraline Jones always dreamed of finding a better world. A world more exciting than this. But never did she imagine that she'd discover it in her own home. I've been waiting for you, Coraline. Where parents are always fun. I love your garden! Can't believe you did this! And everything is so good. What's shaking, baby? It just can't be real. Mom? You're just in time for supper, dear. You're not my mother. My mother doesn't have... buttons Do you like them? I'm your other mother, silly. You probably think this world is a dream come true. My name! But you're wrong. You do like it here, don't you, Coraline? You could stay here forever. There's one tiny little thing we need to do. Black is traditional. <gasps> She's got this whole world where everything's better, but it's all a trap. You may come out when you've learned to be a loving daughter. From Henry Selick, the director of The Nightmare Before Christmas, comes a world of extraordinary imagination. <laughs> Spooky secrets. Who are you? You're in terrible danger, girl. And daring discoveries. I still have to find my parents to set them free. This year, when adventure comes knocking, there are some doors that should never be opened. I'm not scared! Coraline, written for the screen and directed by Henry Selleck, presented in Real D3D. I wanted to watch this movie for so long, <laughs> but it's surprisingly hard to find like a physical copy yes. of it. Yes, and you can't find it on those mainstream streaming sites either. Yeah, it's it's hard to come across, and I don't it know is. why, because it feels like a fairly sort of well-known movie. Everyone kind of knows Coraline. They either, they either know it or they've heard of it. I actually, I think it's actually easy to get o- overseas, mm. but in New Zealand it's hard to get, because I know that Netflix had the contract for it. Right. But um, I don't think they've got it for here. Oh, it's one of those things where you need what Express Region. VPN. Yeah. <laughs> Not sponsored by Express VPN. Yeah. Although if they would like to, send me an email. <laughs> that would be great. I've, I've never had a sponsor. Um, is this movie Tim Burton? 
not. Okay. Because, like, several times throughout my thing, I was like, this is very Burton-esque. Because mm. the aesthetic is very sort of like Nightmare Before Christmas or like Corpse Bride yeah. or something like that. Um, yeah. So, it's always thrown into the mix with Tim Burton stuff too, but it's not. It's not actually Tim Burton. Mm-hmm. That's very interesting because it feels like it should be. <laughs> so we get some beautiful opening music. And yeah, I said this is very Burton-esque. Mm. Uh, we get title card, Coraline. The O's a little button, right? Yeah. Yeah, which is great. We get great chorus singing and stuff like that. And that's why I think it, I thought it was Tim Burton because we'd just done... Sleepy Hollow not that long ago, yeah. which had a lot of that chorus singing mm. kind of stuff, you know, to amp up the horror. And Beetlejuice does it as well. Yeah. And you see why I get confused. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's just missing the pinstripes. And then it's a button. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, can't quite... Uh, I couldn't quite make out what they were saying, though, the, the chorus singers. I don't know what they were saying. I've never paid close enough attention, to be fair. I'm pretty sure they're saying something. They are. Uh, they I, are. I can hear it in my head. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, no, I don't know what it is. Yeah. No. <laughs> it's nice. I did say that it's a hell of a cast, though. Like, we've got a lot of big names oh, in this, which yeah. is great. I'm very excited about this. Uh, we see a doll flying through the air, which is then undressed and unraveled by long, spindly hands. They look sort of metallic as well, don't yeah. they? Like, they're not organic. No. It's something monstrous or machine-like. I, or... I would... I would say that they like spider legs. That oh, kind of yeah, thing. they're really long and spindly. Yeah, and they, they've got the joins aren't quite like fingers, though. The, you know how spider's look, legs go like they kind of hook? Yeah, and they sort of, they, yeah, they and overlap kind of, each other slightly. Yeah, and they kind of, they don't straighten, they just always like claws. Yeah. Kind of yeah, thing. it does look like that. Mm. But they're shiny and metallic as well, so you're like, oh, that's not. That's not organic. Yeah. I don't know what that is. <laughs> uh, it's completely emptied out of stuffing. The entire doll is like ripped apart, pulled out all its stuffing, and then it's stuffed with wood chips, which I assume has some sort of metaphorical and or something <laughs> reasoning behind it to take stuffing out and put in wood chips. I don't know. Before being completely reassembled, and all of this is happening while the credits are rolled. Oh, I like that the the needle that the whoever it is is using yeah. to sew sew the doll back up is like made of bone. Yeah, and I was like, oh, that's an interesting choice. <laughs> this is a kid friendly movie, but well, it's supposed to be. Supposedly, <laughs> it's like it's PG, PG, PG thirteen. Yeah, it's PG. It's just regular PG. Yeah, parental guidance is advised. Yeah. Yeah. You, you, I mean, I say that, but your kids love this movie, right? Yeah. Well, they. Yeah, it was actually the first time they watched it. Oh, really? Yeah, but they like Nightmare Before Christmas. and oh, Of course uh, they do. They're your children. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know. Destiny has Nightmare, Nightmare Before Christmas everywhere. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not obsessed, no. No, absolutely not. Jack Skellington everything. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. So, was that the first time watching? Did they enjoy it? Um, I think so. Arkin did. Mm. But, yeah. Oh, that's surprising because he, he seemed, I mean, he was quite, uh, he's more of a skittish one. As far as like movies, I guess, or does he's, he just does he just say he's skittish? I think he's. I think he just says he's scared for right. things he doesn't want to watch. Oh, I it's see. like that. I'm scared. Can you turn it off? Because you know we've had done that in the past. Mm. So I think he's known like if he says he's scared, we might actually change it. We might change it to something he he wants to watch a bit. Yeah. <laughs> but we've caught on. <laughs> yeah. Now it's just like no, you're watching it now. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and the, the doll is completely sewn back together and it's tossed at, back out the window that it fell through 
and it looks like our main character. Mm. So bright blue hair, which is awesome. I want this hair with the little bird. With the tiny little is it a, is it a bow? With a tiny little bow? No, no it's a clip. A little oh yes it's yeah a yeah clip. One a of tiny the big ones. <laughs> a hair clip. Yeah, and a bright yellow raincoat. Hello, Georgie. And it's just thrown back out the window. No idea what that's about, but we will find out later. Can we talk about the animation as well? Beautiful. It's gorgeous. I love the animation. I absolutely love it, but I'm a, I'm a sucker for that kind of animation. Is it actually claymation? Because it looks like claymation. I think it's Or is fun. it animated to look like claymation? Or is it act- is it models or is it animated? Oh. Because I, looks- I couldn't tell. It was, it's, because it, you know how you get ones that are foamation as well, which is similar to claymation, mm. just smoother? Yeah. I wonder, it might be that, but it might also be digitized claymation. Because they've done that a couple of times now, haven't they? Mm. Where they sort of just like the aesthetic of it, yeah. but it, it takes too long to actually make a movie yeah. like that. And then you've got like the animated actual things in the background and stuff too, mm. like the spiral. Oh, yeah, true. Mm. Yeah, so I'm not sure, but it looks gorgeous. Yeah. It's absolutely stunning. And, and then how everything's just kind of like not straight and symmetrical. It's all everything's on a lean. Yeah, and the characters are always like disproportioned. Yeah, like you know, overly overly large chests or tiny spindly legs and, and tiny heads. Ti- yeah, yeah, that kind of stuff, <laughs> yeah. which is really cool. I yeah. really like it as like um, a style. I yeah. guess it's just so pretty. We cut to um, Pink Palace Apartments as a moving truck. Uh, backs into the driveway. The moving men haul things inside. We see an old lady coming up one of those, one of those, what is it? Like, it always makes me think of gremlins. Those little chairs that like go upstairs. Oh, the like motorized ones. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And we just see a little old lady who like pops out of the basement and you're like, what the fuck is this? Because <laughs> I've never seen this before. So I was like, what the fuck is this old lady who's just slowly creepily coming out of her fucking basement yeah. she looks cheery she looks pleasant enough yes like, like you know, she doesn't would actually go up to talk to yeah 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 she doesn't look like a frightening old lady no. or anything like that but she's just in her, in her dressing gown in her dressing gown because they, she never leaves her dressing gown as we learn later <laughs> Uh, yes, we just see this random old lady coming up from the basement, and the moving moving man is given a one dollar tip, which I thought was very funny. It's like he wasn't leaving without it either. It's yeah, like he was like knocking door, up, like yeah, <clears throat> tip, tip, please, <clears throat> and he's handed like a single dollar, and he's like oh, and then has to leave. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, poor guy. Yeah. Caroline's family must be fairly wealthy, right? I don't think so because they're moving into an apartment. Mm. In a big building. Oh, I guess so. And um, if you think about it, like the little car that they live drive as well. Oh, you know like- how you know when the truck comes up and then um, they speed in and you know they almost have like a collision. Yeah, with yeah. The thing and it's like that little little mini thing. Yeah, it's What's quite it? a, quite a. I don't want to say shit box because that sounds awful, but it's that sort of car. Yeah, it's, like, it's not an expensive car, but it's like... And it's a, very boxy. It's not like smooth and yeah. modern and everything like that. No, it's no, very, no. very boxy. It's It looks like it'd be a second hand. Right. So maybe this is why the parents are so like, not disinterested, but so focused on their work is yeah. because they're trying to Get a, push, push forward. Yeah. Uh, we see a black cat. Which turns as a young girl exits the back door. She uses a branch from the bush as a dousing rod. Props to me for knowing that it was a dousing rod like a meteor. <laughs> I was so proud of myself. She pulled out a stick and just held it a particular way. And I was like, oh, dousing rod. Yeah. Which is 
Where are dancing worlds? Where are they from? Is it African? I can't remember. Uh, that would make sense. Because so. the, uh, they're used to find water. Mm. Right, yes. She's, yeah, anywhere with drought. Yeah, it would make sense that it would come from that. Because I thought for a minute it, it was um, Wiccan or something like that. Like it's um, part, part of witchcraft stuff. Oh, no. But I don't think it actually is. No. no. I wonder if it's part of voodoo, because that would come from... From from Africa and, yeah, then, and across and then across to New Orleans and stuff yeah. like that, possibly quite possibly yeah, uh, yes using the branch as a dousing rod I thought was very cool mm-hmm. and it gives you uh, it immediately gives you kind of an insight into the person Coraline is yes. that tiny little moment where she just picks up a stick and isn't swinging it like a sword isn't like dragging it across the railing of a gate or something like that yeah. nope she's using it as a dousing rod you go okay this kid's like different different yeah. Probably a bit of an outcast, probably a bit lonely. It tells you so much very quickly. Yes. Uh, she wanders into a stone courtyard and then into the mountains. The courtyard's gorgeous, mm. by the way. I mean, it's uh, a bit, it's broken down at the moment. Like, yeah. the, the gates are a bit rusty. Yeah, like it hasn't been cared for for a long time. Yeah, absolutely. All the plants are sort of brown and yep. brittle and dead. And like, it's just kind of been left to its own devices. Yeah, it's just. <laughs> Just, just leave it. Bye. <laughs> um, she hit the, the the young girl then heads into the mountains, and the black cat sort of follows her. She calls out to whomever whomever is following because she senses. I don't know. She's a Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> she just feels that she's being followed, and she throws a stone up into uh, an upper part of the mountain where the cat is hiding. And the cat howls, frightening her, and she runs until she comes to what seems to be, like, a burnt or dead patch of forest? Yeah. Like, do we do we know... It's like a clearing. Yeah, it's kind of like a clearing, but it's like, there's nothing living here. No. Like, even the grass is dead. Mm-hmm. It's quite weird. Do you reckon it has a point? Yes. Like, like, why it's like that? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Is it a point that comes up later that yeah. you can point out to me? Yeah. Okay, good. That's why I'm keeping quiet. Okay. <laughs> so I was like, like, yes, yes, there is a point. I was like, is there a reason this is dead? I was like, but none of the magic, all the magic stuff is like in the house house, but why is this bit dead? Okay, point it out later. Yes. Please. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's kind of, it's a very muddy sort of, like you said, a clearing. All the grass is dead. The trees mm. are just black sticks now. Like no chance of it coming back to life or anything like that. Um, the cat hisses her at her and she scolds it and asks about an old well that should be nearby. She, yeah, again, this playing on her sort of kind of loneliness, I guess. Yeah. Like she talk, talks to an animal. Yeah, she, she talks to the cat like it's a person. Yeah. Which, I mean, I do, but I'm a weirdo, so. Same. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I get my dog and I'm like, who's your baby? Who's your baby? Yeah. When the cat doesn't reply, she uses the dousing rod, but is interrupted as someone in a dirt bike rides off a hill into her. Mm-hmm. With the mask. With the mask, yes. And, yeah. The mask figure knocks her down and then removes his helmet. It's a welding helmet, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. And it's got, like, um, uh, something painted on the front. Is it a skull? Skull painted on the front? What? Is it uh, a skull? It's got, no, like... Because I, I, all I remember is, like, the the... Eye things are kind of like weird, weird placement for them. Yeah, because mm. you got that bit, but yeah, I don't remember anything being painted on it. Maybe, maybe it's just the design of it. Possibly, kind of look. Yeah, uh, they knock they knock her down. They remove the helmet to reveal a young boy. We learn that the black cat is wild, but he looks after it. Mm. So 
What is he? He says like he feeds it or something like that. Yeah. 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 I feed him sometimes. Yeah. Okay. Oh, so is your cat? No. No. <laughs> I like I like this character. He's great. <laughs> it feels like me when I was a child. Um, the boy tells her she's standing on the well. That's right, because she's asking about the well again, and and he's like, "Well, you stomp too hard, you'll fall in." Yeah, that's right. Stomp too hard and you'll fall in. Yeah. And she's like, "What?" And I love that there's a fact. There's um like a ring of mushrooms growing around. Yeah the the top of the well but yeah it's been there's there's like um plywood over the top of it and then that's obviously got covered in mud or whatever like that but interesting that uh this kid knows exactly where it is anyway yeah you know it's right there yeah uh yeah um, ring of mushrooms is very cool i like that as well this is yb yes and he's heard stories from his grandmother (laughs) who uh, it's, it's adorable yes from what i know who owns the Pink Palace. She's the owner of the Pink Palace, but does not live there. Yeah. She, like, refuses to live there or go near it. And YB is forbidden from going inside. Yeah. Uh, and usually she doesn't rent out to anyone with kids, we learn. He mispronounces her, ni- her name as Caroline. Yep. When it's actually Coraline. Yep. And that becomes an ongoing thing throughout the movie, too. Yeah, people mis- mispronouncing her name. Which, yeah. I mean, it's... Coraline is more unusual i guess mm-hmm. and you would just say caroline yeah which would get annoying yes <laughs> someone continuously mispronouncing <laughs> your name it's not caroline it's not caroline it's Coraline. <laughs> his grandmother calls uh calls him home and that's right they're like arguing back and forth or something like that they're like swapping insults or something yeah, like that banter banter yeah but she's using his name to be like just, why just, were you born yeah because his name is YB, yeah. and then she's like, oh, yeah, you know, what does the YB stand for? Why were you born? And I'm like, whoa, that's harsh. <laughs> Caroline, that's a little too far. <laughs> well, because his actual name is Yborn. Like that Yborn. It's mm. Yborn. It's like, oh, that makes sense. <laughs> that's why she went with the, why were you born? Why were you born? Oh, that's yeah. so mean, though. Yeah, that's, that's why he was mean. like, why, what did you get saddled with? Because, you know, his name obviously is not... Not normal. Not well, a normal, not normal, but not, not a nice It's not a name. common name, yeah. No. Like, I don't know anybody named or heard of Yborn before this. It sounds like it would be, like, Norwegian or something like that. Possibly. Like, I can imagine a Skyrim character called Yborn. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe his parents were just nerds. It may be. I mean, I had a friend in high school called Storm, and she was literally named after the X-Men. Wow, okay. I was like, that's fucking awesome. <laughs> Jealous. Did I ever tell you I was nearly named after... I was nearly named Jareth? Yes, I think we had that conversation before. Yeah. I I, I, I dated a guy named Jareth because of that, too. But- <laughs> no, as in, as because in his, of his name? He was named that because, you know, because of the labyrinth. Oh, because of the labyrinth. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, nearly named Jareth because of the labyrinth, but my parents were like, oh, it's too close to Gareth, and we don't really like Gareth. <laughs> I'm like, it's basically the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, they wanted me to be a goblin king, apparently. Um, I mean, the way I'm sitting right now, yeah, <laughs> <It works. laughs> I'm basically a goblin. <laughs> he calls her, uh, YB calls her a water witch, and that the stick she's using is actually poison oak, mm-hmm. which I thought was very funny. <laughs> He's just like, oh yeah, by the way, that's that's poison oak you're holding. And she's like, ah! <laughs> Coraline investigates the old well and she hears a splash from, in, from inside. She drops a rock. She drops a rock, that's right, to see how far down it is. 
which is always always fun to do actually. At home, she line, lines up seeds on like the on the windowsill, and we can see we can already see the rash on her hand as well. <laughs> You're like, oh yeah, that poison oak. <laughs> it's coming. Yeah. It's coming in hot. <laughs> we don't we don't have poison oak or anything here, do we? Poison oak, poison ivy, nothing no. like that. I don't think so. No, I think the we've got deadly nightshade. Oh yeah, don't eat that. Is it is deadly nightshade poisonous to your skin as well? Like if you touch it. Well, not really. It's more poisonous to animals, right? I think. Um, and it's mainly poisonous for us if you ingest it. Yeah. Mm. We had stinging nettles in England. Ooh. Oh. That's oh, and they grow. So they grow like crazy as well. Oh, really? Yeah. They they. It's like mint. You know how quick mint grows. Oh yeah. That's how quickly stinging nettles grow. Oh, screw that! <laughs> <laughs> it's like they don't hurt hurt. But like, if you brush, if it brushes against your skin, because yeah. what they are is that on their leaves they've got tiny needles. Right. So as it brushes against your skin, it actually pierces through, oh. and in an injection with like an irritant. So it feels it, it's not like it's painful to touch. Mm. You like brush past it, and the leaves are actually quite soft. And then like two minutes later, yeah, and then two minutes later, you're like, "Fuck the hell, that itch is like a motherfucker." <laughs> and it's because yeah, it's stinging nettles. Oh and wow! It, it literally yeah. It, punctures your skin as you walk past oh lethal blood <laughs> <laughs> i mean i don't think anyone's ever died from stinging nettles and you can actually make nettle soup you can actually make it from stinging nettles from stinging nettles yeah and i think i don't is it in england or it might be the us i can't remember there is somewhere that does like a nettle eating con- contest like raw or- yeah why would you put yourself through that i don't know People are wild. <laughs> you know this thing that really, really irritates the skin? What if I just ate it? Yeah. Dude, just you know have, what like, they could do? Have a super itchy throat. You know, that sounds like fun. Oh, my God. <laughs> just no. What how bad poison oak is, though, and poison ivy. Is it the same thing? Oak, oak, poison oak and poison ivy? Is it the same I don't thing? think so. I think poison oak's more of a bush. Right. And poison, and poison ivy is like vines. obviously like vines. Okay, I, d- I didn't know whether it was just different names for the same thing. Mm. Um, she talks to, with her mother, who is super engrossed in work. Um, you know, she's talking about, like, can we plant some seeds in the garden? You know, the yeah. garden's fucking dead. Can we yeah. put something in it? It's a good day to go gardening today. <laughs> and it's, you know... She's even trying to engage with what her parents enjoy because her parents are writing a gardening book. Yeah. And she's like, hey, why don't we do some gardening? And they're like, yeah. no. Okay. You know, like, <laughs> Not right now, Coraline. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I don't like the I'm, mud. I'm too busy. Uh, Coraline, I don't have time for you right now. Besides, you have lots of unpacking to do. Yeah. Just that. The lots of unpacking to do is absolutely fine. Yeah. But the, that line hit. You've, it's because it's a you've got... And then it's your responsibility to unpack. Well, it's it's that Coraline. I don't have time for you. Yeah, which sounds really harsh to me. Like it's not like oh, I'm super busy right now, or yeah. I can't, and you've got unpacking to do. Yeah, I don't have time for you. It like personalizes the. It feels like an attack. It really yeah. does. It's like well, that whole interaction. It like it's the first time you've seen Coraline and her mum interact with one another Mm. um and instantly Coraline's trying to get her attention like going um and she knows Coraline knows that um her mum's not paying attention yes 
because she's going, I almost died yesterday. Uh-huh. That's nice. Yeah. Because <laughs> mum, mum's just typing away on yeah. her laptop. And it's like uh, the whole, you know, I nearly fell down a well. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep, honey. That's yep. nice. Mm-hmm. Yep. And yeah, and then it just goes into, it's like a normal thing, clearly, that Coraline's not getting any attention. Yeah. From her mum. And then also you see mum's um, got the neck brace around her neck. Oh, I thought that was a turtleneck. No, it's a neck brace. It's a neck brace. It's a neck brace. Because you know how she was talking about the accident and goes like this to her Oh, she points oh, to her neck. Oh, right. So that's actually a neck brace because it's got the metallic bit on the side. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So apparently... Have they mentioned the accident yet? I can't remember what yeah, they Yeah, and that interaction. In that interaction. And that interaction. Did they say like, what the accident was? Did I just completely miss this? Uh, Coraline says that um, it's not my fault you hit the truck. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. they had some sort of car accident yeah, or they something had, Yeah, like and because apparently um, something happened and then mum goes, well, uh, you know, and then we had that accident, remember? It's mm. not my fault you hit that truck. And yeah, so I think there's there's like an underlying issue that was happening at that time, which I think kind of um, is the foundation for that for that convers- whole conversation. Yeah, yeah, and it's so sad to see someone because she's it's not the whole because you know some kids when when they don't get enough attention and stuff like that start acting out in in uh in naughty ways like you know they'll break something rebel. or yeah they'll they'll rebel that yeah. sort of thing that's not even what Caroline's doing she is rebellious but not in a like delinquent kind of way. not in a delinquent way yeah. she's not like causing havoc or anything like no. that she's rebellious because she's an odd child yes like and she just wants wants mum and dad's and attention th- yeah and the thing she offers is something they should be interested in yeah her parents write a gardening book and she's like, hey, look, I've got some seeds. Why don't we go plant something? Yeah. She's trying, she's meeting her parents on their terms yeah. <laughs> when it should be the other way around where the parents are going, oh, what are you interested in? Yeah. Let's engage in that. Yeah. It's a, it's a classic case of um, parentification. Yes. So she's being turned into a parent for her parents. Yeah. And she has to, she has to sort herself out. Yes. No, parent, no parental help. Yeah. Her parents are too busy. They don't have time for you. Yeah. Which is so sad. It's really sad. <laughs> I was so mad at the, at this mum throughout this movie. The dad's not as bad. No. Because I, feel, I, th- I think it's because the mum feels more aggressive in her dismissal. Yeah. And the dad's more gentle with it. The dad's just like, oh, why don't you go do this? Yeah. And the mum's just like, I don't have time for you. Yeah. But we'll get to that in a second. She hands uh, Coraline a a package that was left for her. Some apparently somebody left something on the doorstep for her, and inside a note, and it says, "Hey Jonesy, because her last name is Jones. Uh, look what I found in Grandma's trunk. Look familiar? Mm. Signed YB." And she sighs and reveals a doll that looks just like her. It's the doll we saw being made in the opening. Mm. So it's got the ye- little yellow jacket, yeah. bright blue hair, exactly the right type of haircut, and <laughs> <laughs> it's an identical version, just a mini version of Coraline herself. She leaves to the other room. She tries to talk to her dad, but he kind of ignores her for a little bit. She asks for the gardening tools, but won't need them because it's raining. Yep. And uh, there's a big point about this because Mum's like. She's like, oh, I, I think Coraline's like asking to go outside or something like that. And it's and, raining. And it's raining and she's like, oh, there's mud. I don't want mud in the house. Yeah. 
And, you know, Coraline, Coraline obviously doesn't care about the mud, yeah. but mum does. And dad's just sort of reinforcing that. Yeah. Being what like, did the boss say? You know, yeah, basically. <laughs> <laughs> what did the boss say? Yes. If you said no, then it's a no. <laughs> like, I can't go against your That's mother. That's actually <laughs> one of my favourite things, because when he goes, he goes, you know, what did the boss say? Don't go outside, Coraline Jones. Yeah, basically. <laughs> but that really plays in well when we when we reach the parallel universe, mm-hmm. because that's very much the situation that <laughs> Mum is in charge, and Dad is Dad is kind of just a puppet. Yes. Yeah, but Dad's more gentle with it, um, and he's like, he tells her to go and find something to do. Mm. And he gives her, like, a notepad and says, like, why don't you go count the windows and, like, explore the house and see what's around here and stuff like that. I was trying to figure out, so is this an apartment or do they have, like, the bulk of the house and then there's one person who lives in the attic and one person who lives in the basement? I think so. So I think... Because it feels like there's more stories to it, right? Like, they've got multiple floors. Yeah, so they've... uh, From what you can pick up from the movie, I think it's, like, two floors. Hmm. So yeah, I think you're right. They've got the bulk of it, the bigger section, the, the actual the like house house bit. Yeah, and then we've got a neighbor who lives on uh, in the attic area, yeah, in like an attic apartment. But then I, I cause it comes up, you know, in a little bit, um, how it was boarded off and stuff like that. Mm. Oh yeah, yeah, they, mm. they do mention that, um, and and we've obviously got that old lady who lives in the basement who we'll meet later. <laughs> Uh, he tells her to go and find something to do. Just go and let me work, is what he says. Which is, again, yeah, at least he's offering something to her. Yeah. Like, here's a, here's a notepad, like, go count the windows and yeah. everything like that and explore the house. Like, he's still trying to ke- like still trying to be a dad. But, yeah. Um, I, th- I feel like they're under the crunch at the moment, obviously, where they are in their work. It's like they're, they don't even have time to unpack. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, this is true. They're like they've still got the boxes all set up in the and office. they're already there, just on and the computers. Yeah, they're, they're just working. That's it. So I feel like that there's like a deadline that they've got to meet. But like, it, also, it also feels established because of the way Coraline acts. Like yeah. this is not new that her parents sort of dismiss and and no. push her away. Yeah, Coraline investigates the several hundred year old house. We need to learn that this is a very, very, very old house uh, with her new doll making notes on the features such as leaky windows, uh, bugs in the bathroom. That was really gross. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Smash, 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 smush, smush, smush. I was like, why are you touching it? Don't touch it. Yeah, she, <laughs> With she, her bare hands. What was it? it was the shower curtain, right? She opens the shower curtain and there's yeah. like cockroaches all over the wall. She starts splatting them like, like whack-a-mole. And yeah. I was just like, oh, don't, don't do that. No. <laughs> uh. And then she looks at her hand and she's like, ah. What did you think yeah. was going to happen? Coraline, you're not a young, young girl. No, like, come on. Come on now. But why is that her first reaction? Clearly, her, she, you know, the flight or fr- uh, fight or flight response, hers is clearly fight. Fight, yeah. From that first instance. Just smash the bugs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we see that there's uh, brown water in the showers. Lovely. Mmm. Lovely. Gem, mm. yeah, and she finds out where that's coming from is because the hot water cylinder's rusted. And she makes little notes on this as well. Mm-hmm. You know, leaky windows, bugs in bathroom, rusty hot water cylinder. She turns off a switch that she finds, mm-hmm. which accidentally causes the power to go off. And we just hear Dad screaming yes. as his computer turns off. Uh, hopefully he's saved, <laughs> but we don't know. Didn't know if he screamed like that. Hell no, he did not save. <laughs> he, yeah, he screams as he loses his work. She unpacks snow globes. 
um, we see boring windows, boring paintings. There's like a a, um, a a painting of a little kid who's like dropped his ice cream or something yeah. like that, and is just crying. It's a little blue boy. A little blue boy who's dropped his ice cream and he's just screaming. I should I should say I should apologize because I pretty much made <laughs> No, it's fine. <laughs> I mean, you pick up on things that, like, while my eyes weren't fixed on the screen because yes. I was typing or whatever, you I can will tell say, me. <laughs> I will say that there is a point. So, you know, when she did the switch? Yes. So it's kind of another indicator as to um, how, what's the word? Independent? Not independent. Um, about the house, how run down it is. Oh, right, right. Um, so when she did the switch, there was a little tape that was kind of, like, left oh, off it. Yeah. And then she, it, obviously, she didn't see what the tape was. Mm. And then when she did it, her her dad's screen went to have a look, put the tape back up, and I said, "Do not push." Right, that makes sense. <laughs> I think I, I've been in houses that have that. Yeah, yeah. Where, where one of the what, what looks like a light switch or something like that just has like masking tape across it that says "Do not turn off." Yes. And you're like, oh, I wonder what this goes to then. Push. <laughs> yeah, just out of curiosity. Yeah. What does this one do? Oh, okay, that's why. Just not. turns off power to the house or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yes. So we've got boring windows, we've got, we've got that weird painting, and there she's like, well, there's no more doors. Mm-hmm. I've explored the house. But as she turns around, the doll is gone. Her little Coraline self is missing. Yeah. She finds it hiding behind a box, and she finds a door and calls out to her mum until she laments and gives in. Yeah. It's, yeah. So she's just calling out for her mum. Like, hey, mum, what's this? Yeah. What, what is this? Mum! Mom! <laughs> yes. Because she just doesn't get enough attention at all. Yeah. Um, and she comes in and, <laughs> yeah, will you stop pestering me if I do this for you? Yeah. Because she's like, oh, can you open this door? And she's like, oh, God, Caroline, can you just stop? Yeah. I'm like, she's she's a child. Like, <laughs> she's trying to entertain herself. And, yeah, I just put, she's, she's genuinely mad about this. Yeah. She's genuinely mad about having to interact with her daughter. At this time. I can understand, like, if your child is super needy and needs yeah. a lot of attention and you just need a break or something like that. Yeah, getting like, a little mad. It, everyone does. I feel does. like because of the type of work, well, not the type of work, but how much work that they have to do, that's why she's getting frustrated. It's not frustrated at spending time with Coraline. It's more frustrated being pulled away from work. Right, I see. Okay. But yeah. she takes it out on Coraline. Yeah. Which, you know, is not right, but sometimes when you're in that situation, it's... You're frustrated. It comes out. It comes out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. She, she, yeah. my note in big bold letters just said, oh, she's genuine, genuinely mad. What a bitch. Because, <laughs> <laughs> like, all you need to do is give her enough attention that she, that she becomes self-sustaining for a while. Yeah. And then you can go back sort to of work. What, sort of what dad did. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Whereas, like, here, here's something to entertain yourself with. And then off she goes and yeah. she entertained herself. Mum digs through a drawer of keys and she finds one with a button top. Like the very top of the of the key is a button shape. She cuts away the wallpaper to reveal a bricked up area. Mm. So we cut away that wallpaper, we open what looks like a little crawl space. Yeah. And it's just bricked up. And Mum storms off back to work. Yeah. Because she's like, there, you're happy now? <laughs> and leaves. And I'm like, calm like, down. The, wish, the thing I had about this, it's a rental. Yeah, true. Why are you cutting wallpaper in a rental? I mean, it's a pretty rundown house. And then the other thing is, is like she instantly knew 
that that key, that particular key with the button on it, was for that door. Oh, that's true. I hadn't thought about like, that. How did how? she know? How did she know that was for that door? Like, oh, this one looks unusual. It's got to be this one. There's a bunch of keys in that drawer. Yeah. But it's particularly, it's this one. It's this one. How do you know it's Like, that? wouldn't you just, like, get the whole bunch and, like, try? Yeah. And then be like, okay, there's that's odd that this is the one that I've just, that would, that would be my process, but yeah. It's very weird that she automatically knew which key it yes. was. I mean, the house is very run down. So the fact that she cut the wallpaper, I'm like, yeah, I guess so though. Mm. Sure. It's like when, when you, when you rent a like fairly run down house and you're not afraid to hang pictures because there's already holes in the wall. <laughs> yeah. So you're like, How oh, they gonna know? Yeah, it's, like, it's fine. If I put a pinprick in the wall, yes. they're not going to care. That night they have dinner. We learned that dad is not a good cook. Mm. He's cooked what looks like spinach, maybe? Char is what they called it. Char. Oh, yeah, yeah. I like char. I don't, what is it? It's... Is that actual... Is it an actual thing? Yeah. I thought it meant burnt whatever it was. No, no, charred. It's a... It's oh. a... It's a vegetable. It's... Uh, it's kind of like bok choy, I guess. Oh. It's like... It's, it's spinach. It's like... Spinach that doesn't go sort of floppy. Okay. When you cook it. So you got you still got a crunch to it. When yeah. You, I get it sometimes when I get like noodle canteen, they put char- chard in it. Oh. It's really nice. It's oh. it's a really good vegetable. I really like it. It's got more of an earthy flavour right. than, than spinach. Yeah, no, I, I didn't actually think it was a real thing. I thought yeah. it meant like charred vegetable. Like I mean, it could, that could have been what they said. <laughs> <laughs> because it's just sort of like three piles of gloop. Yeah, you got the yellow gloop and then you got the green black gloop. Mm. Yeah. Now eat up. Yeah. <laughs> yum. Yum, yum, yum. Uh, yeah, we learned dad is not a good cook, but dad cooks and mum cleans. Yes. They've come to that arrangement, apparently. And they, they tell her to eat or it's bedtime. So we got oh. to Coraline in bed. Don't forget the dad cooks, I clean, you stay out of the way. That was the, that, that's the deal. Yeah, it makes it feel like they just don't want her. Yeah. Which is... Very annoying. Yeah. Uh, she looks at pictures of her friends that she left behind. She's got like a little little picture frame of them. And she wishes good good night to her little version of herself. Yeah. Which is very sad. It's like her parents didn't even like come tuck, it, tuck her in or say good night or anything like that. Yeah. She did it all by herself. So it's more like, oh, good, she's gone. Mm. Which is, oh. <sighs> <sighs> Emotional child abuse. <laughs> Yeah, wipe the tears from my eyes. This poor child. Uh, she dreams of the passageway, little mice coming out of it. It's like this really weird dreamscape kind of thing. Like, yeah, it's the spiral. I love that. Yeah, we get we get a cool spiral effect. Just these little, they are mice, right? But they've got like little kangaroo legs, kind of. They're like they're jumping like, mice. They're like field mice. Field mice. That's the one. Yeah. Yeah. With and the little tufts of fur at the end. Yeah, and they kind of they're coming out of this spiral thing. Mm. And then she wakes up to find one of the mice under her bed. And she chases it downstairs. It runs into the passageway. And she opens the door to find a colourful tunnel. It's kind of like... It's not like circus colours or anything like no. that. It's like these... It's... what was Like opal. Yeah, the calming colours. Yeah, dark blues and purples and, you know, a little bit of glitter. And, like, it's very beautiful, beautiful tunnel. And with a gasp, she crawls inside. Uh, She crawls in and finds herself back in the same room. Yep. But immediately I was like, this ain't the same room. But it's also brighter. 
Oh, I noticed that. Yeah. So if you, it's just a slight color change. Yeah. So if you look at the two worlds, right? Mm. Um, the one she came from, it's very gray. Yes. It's very gloomy. It's like you know, mm. de- depressing. It's and then depressing. She, she goes through the tunnel, and then everything's kind of bright. You've got yellows. This is true. Yes. You've got like golds and stuff like that. Mm. So you see that kind of change as soon as you go through. And immediately, like. The, f- the first thing you can kind of notice about the environment is that little picture of the, the boy with his ice cream. He's mm. now smiling and licking at his yeah. ice cream. Yeah. And you immediately like, oh, okay. Yeah. This is interesting. So it's not the same place. Yeah, not the same room. But it is. But it is. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's the same room, only things are slightly different. And she immediately goes, oh, something smells good. Mm. Mm, what's that? So she, because obviously she didn't finish her dinner. Yeah. So she's hungry. And she goes into the kitchen to find mum is cooking. But she turns around and she's got big button eyes. Big black button eyes. Yes. But she's all smiley and she's, you know, and she looks healthier as well. Like yeah. like you said in the other world, you know, everyone looks kind of a bit grey. Yeah. Kind of grey or blue. Mm. And in this world, you know, they're, they're a lot more peachy. Yeah. Or at least for now, anyway. And uh, I think Caroline says, like, you're not my mother. Yeah. And she's like, oh, Caroline, <laughs> I'm your other mother. <laughs> Silly. <laughs> And I was like, oh, you're a serial killer or something. <laughs> no one's... Just stay away. <laughs> and I was like, oh, no one's this happy. Oh, there's something wrong with you. Yeah. <laughs> Other mother tells Coraline to go get her father because it's um, it's going to be dinner time. Yeah. So we, we go meet other father who's playing the piano or rather the piano's playing him. Yeah. It's a weird kind of puppet thing. Yeah. Um, Dad, yeah, because Coraline's like, I didn't know you could play piano. Yeah. He's like, I can't. It plays me. Yeah. And you see two arms come out of the piano and it picks him up and makes him play the piano and he sings a song about Coraline. That little ditty is so cool. It's really cool. It we actually get a couple of these throughout the movie. It's not. Go. It's by by no means is this a musical movie. No. But we do get two or three little ditties mm-hmm. throughout the movie, and this is the first one. Yeah. It's really cool. It is. Um. So because I've been watching this movie. Years, mm. um, there it has been like a little thing about you know how I said I've got a couple of conspiracy theories. Yes, yeah, this is one of the first ones. Okay, so with the song, apparently, this is where you kind of get like an introduction to dad, like the other father. Mm. But apparently, if you listen to the words, it's supposed to be a warning for Caroline. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Oh, telling her to like, like go back, yeah, and go back. And the last line, I think it was, like, our eyes will always be on Coraline. Mm. It's that one that's kind of gone, like, we're watching you. Creepy. Yes. Very, very creepy. We're watching you all the time. Yeah. It's very, like, Stepford Wives. Like, everything's too happy. Too perfect. Too perfect. There's something wrong here, and you can automatically tell. But that's really cool. I like that. I'll need to, like, watch that scene back and listen to the lyrics properly. Because yeah. I remember he was singing about Coraline, but I didn't really pay attention to what he was saying about her. He sings a quick song, and she tells him food is ready. So, right, okay, so yeah, we're seeing the other version of Dad here, where he's far more, like, his attentiveness is, like, picked up to a ten. Yeah. Which is really interesting. And, of course, now we've got Mother cooking, and we just had a scene where, where Mum said that she doesn't cook. Yeah. And now here she is in the kitchen, baking away, and it's, uh, sorry, cooking away, and it smells delicious. Well, we did sort of hear in the other world that, you know, mum is the better cook, but dad cooks. Yeah. And in this world, like, it's the perfect version. 
<laughs> the three of them sit down to dinner and the food is delicious. And we even get a gravy train. Mm. The train was so cool. Yeah, but like, I oh. One. Yeah, and she was like, oh, I, I, need, I need some sauce or some gravy. Have you got any gravy? And she's like, absolutely, coming up. Here comes the gravy train. And she puts it on like a little railway track and it goes, choo-choo, gravy train. And I was like, that's cool. I want a gravy train. I love gravy. Um, uh, yes, and I put the, we're, we're getting very Edward Scissorhands music playing. We are. Like very that. Edward Scissorhands music. It was really cool. And I was getting like, you know when you hear music and it just like activates parts of your brain? So I had the beginning and I was like, oh my God, Beetlejuice. And, like, <laughs> and then this part happened and I was like, oh, Edward Scissorhands. Like it's very sort of that that light, airy, but slightly haunting music that you get from from Edward Scissorhands. I actually wonder who did the music because Danny Elfman does most of the music for Tim Burton's films. Yeah, he does. So I'm And he does a fantastic job every time. Danny Elfman's music is gorgeous. I love it. Yeah. Every time I see his name pop up, I'm, like, I'm going to like this movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to have great music. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. We might have to look that up later yes, and see if, so. it is, see, see if it is Danny Elfman. Because mm. that, would be, that would be amazing that if would he did. Ma- that would be like, okay, yeah, now it makes sense. This, yeah, this explains like the, the, the very strong Burton-esque feel yes. I'm getting from this movie there. Um, and I didn't, I didn't make a note that Mother doesn't seem to be eating. Yeah. Other father eats. He's got a big pile. Yeah, he's got a big pile of like what looks like roast chicken or turkey or something like that. Mm. Vegetables and the gravy. Yeah. Oh, and I was just like, I want. (laughs) Yeah, I want. I want some. (laughs) Can I come to dinner, please? (laughs) Roast and gravy sounds delicious. Do you have any Yorkshire pudding? (laughs) How English are you? (laughs) So, but it's not quite a roast unless you've got a Yorkshire pudding. Um, and Caroline's munching away. It must be mm. delicious. And it looks delicious as well. But other mother just sits calmly on the side and doesn't eat anything. And I took note of that and I was just like, do you not eat? <laughs> Are you waiting to eat, Coraline? <laughs> I knew something was off about other mother. I was yeah. just like, other mother's the villain yeah. for sure. Like, no way. <laughs> Coraline says that she's thirsty. So she gets a mango milkshake from the chandelier. It's given this very sort of like magical Wonderland-esque yeah. feel to everything. Almost Willy Wonka with the, the chandelier. Thing. Yeah, and the fact that it's got exactly what she's asking for yeah. as well. Yeah. Suspicious. Yes. Very suspicious. Red flags. <laughs> yeah, the chandelier comes down and she's like, oh, because Caroline's like, oh, I want a milkshake. And she's like, oh, what flavour? Yeah. And the chandelier comes down. She's like, mango? And yeah. Mango. Yep. Yeah, because that's a normal milk. Yeah, it's not. It's it's not like your standard ones would be like what what chocolate, chocolate. vanilla, strawberry. Yes, are probably your bog standard. But the fact that they had mango ready to go. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely nothing's wrong. No. Fine. <laughs> it's all fine. But the next bit I found incredibly rude. Other mother brings her a cake. She takes away her food <laughs> <laughs> before the cake. She's, she's like, I'm thirsty, but she was in the middle of eating when she went to go take a drink. And then and other mother was like, and you'd be there like, nah, bitch, bring it back. Yeah, I'd be like, excuse me. I'm not done with that roast. I know there's dessert, but I want this. I can have both. <laughs> <laughs> I can do dinner and dessert. Like, this is fine. <laughs> I was just like, what that first happened? I'm so, I thought you're supposed to be perfect. Yeah. <laughs> you took my food from yeah, me. Yeah, this is the first mistake you've made. <laughs> You'd bite her fingers as she yeah, goes. I would. <laughs> Get away. Immediately, the entire facade is broken. She <laughs> immediately turns into the monstrous version. 
you little bitch. <laughs> and he's just like, no, you tried to take my food. I wasn't done. <laughs> Could you at least ask if I'm done? Like, yeah. come on. He finished, sweetie. <laughs> no. I'm done. <laughs> Gravy mashed potato, like, up your face. Like, just give me the, the chicken. <laughs> just the whole chicken. Stuff it with the mashed potatoes. <laughs> and then pour gravy on the top. Perfect. A little bit of corn. As well. I love corn and mashed potato. Oh, yes. Sweet corn, mashed potatoes, mm. a little bit of gravy. Mm. Anyway. <laughs> got distracted by describing roast dinners to each other. <laughs> because we're just like, yeah. Roast dinners are great. Yeah. Um, especially when it's cold like this. Mm. A hot roast dinner. Yeah. Anyway, other mother rudely takes Coraline's plate away, <laughs> although she doesn't seem to mind. No. Coraline's not bothered, and brings her a cake, and on it, on it, it welcomes her home, which is very sweet. It's very, very sweet. Yeah. The other parents say they've been waiting for her, and I was like, mm. um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no, absolutely not. Um, and she asks if they can play a game. And then you get the tappity tap tap as soon as she says the word game. Oh, I didn't notice that. Yeah. So, you know, um, yeah, so it like does a close up of her fingers of the other mother and she's tapping That's right. away. And is, is it other mother who suggests playing a game? Yes. Or was it Caroline? Yes. It, it was other mother. Every time she hears the word game, it's the, that, that, that. She does the like waiting for someone tapping your fingers on the desk yeah. kind of thing. Interesting. I hadn't picked up on that the first time. <laughs> I did notice it later. When, yeah. when things go awry. Yeah, so that's the first time you see that, and that's when it's like, oh, okay, there's something they, about games. With there's something about games and, yeah. and this this other mother. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I hadn't picked up on that. That's very cool. Yeah, so she mentions, yeah, Coraline, do you want to play a game? Yeah. And like you said, her fingers must tap on the table. Yeah. Um, and she asks if they can play hide-and-seek in the rain. And Coraline's a bit confused. She's like, what, what do you mean? You, you don't like mud? No, and- it was more because it wasn't raining. Oh, it right. Wasn't raining. It wasn't raining, and yeah. then she says, in the rain, and it yeah. starts raining. Yeah. And then, yeah, yeah. And, and she even says, like, but, but you don't like mud. Mm. And she's putting on her mother, other mother's putting on her jacket at this point. And she's yeah. like, no, no, we love mud here. <laughs> the, okay, so um, first, with, with the rain thing, there's like a crash and a thunder, and then out the little circular window, there's a flash of lightning, mm. and you get a normal flash, and then it flashes again, and it's the the claw is well. it yeah i missed that <laughs> so it looks like those little spindly fingers that were making yeah. the doll earlier yeah very cool and then it starts raining and then it starts raining Yay. very creepy yeah. i did notice the fingers because in big big bold letters i put fingers tapping on the table first hint that that, that these aren't perfect that yeah. things aren't perfect but i thought at this point it was a bit of impatience mm-hmm. because Coraline sort of hesitated Mm. And I thought it was, um, you know, that little bit of impatience, like, oh, I've given you everything and you you even quest, you like, you're taking a second to question it. I think it's more anticipation. But given yeah. what we learn later, I think you're right in that it's more of like this, this thing's obsession with games. Yeah. But interesting. Mm. I like that. Coraline says uh, she needs to go back to her, her real mum now. She's, yeah, I need to go back to my mother now. I am your other mother. Oh, no, she. Coraline says I need, I need to, go to go back to my other mother. And then other mother charts oh, up, I yeah. am your other mother. It's that trying to make her stay already. Yeah. And it's it's only the first visit. She says that she could go to bed. Her bedroom in the other world is magical and bright and colourful. Mm. 
the the like teddy bears and stuff are alive. The cockroaches fly about the room and talk to her. I think they were cockroaches, right? Uh, oh, beetles. Beetles, maybe? something like that. Yeah, they were bugs. Bugs, yeah. Yeah, and then you got the turtle shell oh, that yeah. comes out. So yeah, um, when I think that was like a pet that Coraline must have had because it's a skeleton now running around with a tortoise shell on it. Oh, I hadn't mm. thought about that. Mm. Yeah, it's a little skeletal turtle, which is very cute. Mm. Uh, and yeah, the flying bugs kind of know her name as well. Yep. Everything's for her. Mm-hmm. And her friends in the photograph that she put on her bedside table are even talking to her. They've got little button eyes as well. We should yeah. say other father had button eyes. As well. Everyone in this world's got button eyes. And they're talking to her, you know, just in the static frame. Yeah. It's very weird. But I, re- I really liked it. It was kind of unsettling. Yes. Having a photograph talk to you like that. Yeah, no. Other mother um, spreads mud on the the rash that she has on her hand from the poison oak. And Coraline falls asleep as they tuck her in. Coraline then wakes in the normal world and the rash on her hand is gone. It's been cured. She goes to check the passageway, but it's bricked up. So was it all a dream? That's the question. She tries to explain it to her parents, but they're barely listening. Yeah. As expected. Is this when they're having... Are they having breakfast at this point? I can't remember. She's having breakfast. They're wandering around the kitchen, I suppose, having their meals on the go. Yeah, ready to start working again like that. And she's describing it, and she's just like, oh, yeah, Dad, you played piano, and Mum, you were a really good cook, and all this kind of thing. And they're just like, mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, you only dreamed you ate all that chicken. Yeah. And then the, if you're on the table as well, so you've got Coraline with a bowl of cereal, and then off to the corner is like a whole bunch of pill bottles as well. Oh, and that's why her mum was like, just make sure you're taking multivitamin. Right, because yeah. they don't they don't cook good food and yeah. stuff like that. <laughs> so, yeah, have some vitamins. Yeah, basically, it's like, oh, we're just going to feed you whatever to make your stomach full, and then here's the vitamins, yeah. which is the actual stuff you need. <laughs> like, uh, Mother tells Caroline to visit the neighbours downstairs, basically trying to get rid of her again and trying to keep her busy. Like, you know, go, go, go meet the neighbours downstairs, the actresses or whatever they are. Yeah. On the porch, Caroline finds many parcels, all for the same person. And they stink. <laughs> These are yeah. some stinky... Like, she lifts up to her nose and goes, Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> Which I really... I think that's really funny. Yes. <laughs> stinky packages. Uh, she follows the signs to the Bubinsky apartment, which is, what the, which is the name that's on the packages as well. And she knocks on the door. No one answers, but the door opens and she peers inside... When a strange man bends down from from the ceiling, from the roof, sorry, from the roof, and closes the door. Yep. We learn that he's a circus acrobat because he's constantly like doing leaping around things. doing doing the splits and. <laughs> but he's got such a big belly. <laughs> this is this is what we're talking about with like the disproportion thing. Like he's got a massive chest and belly. Like his torso's huge, yes, but his arms and legs are so yeah, like they're long, but they're so spindly. He's so bendy. Like so it looks like a daddy long legs or something like that. <laughs> a pregnant, a, pre- a pregnant daddy long legs. This is uh, this is Babinski. They introduce themselves as the amazing Mister B. Yes, he's having trouble with his with the mice for his circus act apparently, and he bids her goodbye, giving her an act. Um, giving her a beetroot before heading inside. And we, we do learn that the packages are, are stinky cheese. Yes. 
He, his cheese samples. His cheese samples. Why? He orders cheese samples because he thinks it's it's gonna like uh, motivate his mice or yeah. something, right? But he loves the smell. Yeah. He like takes a great big whiff of it and is like, mm. see, I like I like cheese, but I don't like smelling cheese. <laughs> you don't like smelling. Ge- I mean, fair. <laughs> I like I to eat it. <laughs> I imagine it's like stinky blue cheese or something like that. Yeah. Mmm, foot cheese. Mm. I love. I love with the extra mold. <laughs> <laughs> I love cheese that smells like old feet. Delicious. Oh, but he just hands her a beetroot and he's like, "It's good for you," and then goes back inside. <laughs> oh yeah, he's Russian or something yes, like that, right? Yes, he is Babinski. Babinski, yeah, he, he must be Russian or from Ukraine or something like that. Before he heads back inside, as she walks outside, Mister B leaps down from the upper landing and tells her the mice have a message for her, and was like. Okay, dude. Okay, you talk to your mice. Oh, wait, no, the mice talk to him. The mice talk to him, and they they he tells her do not go through the little door. <laughs> you like, okay. How many how many red flags have we come across now? Oh, a lot. Yeah, <laughs> that should have been like okay, no more no more little door. Yeah, even the mice are warning her yeah. like don't go in the red door, and the fact that Babinski knew about it should yeah. be like a warning. Yes. But of course, we wouldn't have a movie otherwise. But we are dealing with, we are dealing with like a 10-year-old, so. Yeah. <laughs> Coraline collects a hat from a suitcase that's strapped to the car, that's strapped to their car, and knocks on the downstairs neighbor's house. Uh, she's jumped by three dogs. Like, they're like Yorkshire Terriers or something yeah, like that. Yeah, they are. This so... or, or Scottish Terriers or yeah, something like uh, that. Uh, yeah, I think they're Scottish Terriers. They're, I think they're Scottish Terriers because of the, the, super, long, the super long fur. And the, the mustache. And the little, the little moustaches. Which means you think of, what, Lady in the Tramp? Yeah. Yeah. That, that's what I'm <laughs> Yeah. That's, that's how I identify a Scottish terrier. Yeah. <laughs> does it look like the one from Lady in Yes. Yeah. Does. Oh, yeah. It's a Scottish, it's yeah. Scottish terrier. <laughs> uh, the, we, we see the old lady that we met earlier, the one who was creepily coming up the basement steps in her little... And the, what are those chairs called? Those little motorized chairs. The ones that help old ladies get upstairs. I, I actually think they're just called motorized chairs. Just motorized chairs. I think so. Okay. Or chairlift. A chairlift. Oh, I think that's the right yeah. one. Chairlift. Yeah. But the, the lady we saw in a chairlift earlier, uh, she calls out to her sister? Question mark. At this point, I wasn't. I didn't know. <laughs> I was like, her sister? Maybe. I was like, it's two thousand and nine. It's probably not a lesbian couple. Although I kind of wish it was a lesbian couple. It's been confirmed. Has it? Mm-hmm. Bless. Okay, it is a lesbian <laughs> yeah, couple. A lesbian they just don't couple. say it in the movie because no. it was 2009 and that thing was frowned upon, apparently. Yeah. Or, you know. There's, there's hints to it later on. And I think um, the writer came out later on saying, confirming it. That, that, they were, that they were a lesbian couple. That they're a lesbian couple. Oh, cute. <laughs> uh, but she yells out um, to put the kettle on as they have company. Mm. They've got that very sort of faux British accent, you know. People who are not British trying to sound posh. Yes. Yeah. They're, they're doing that kind of thing. This is Miss Spink. Awesome name. I love, I love them both so much. They're so funny. <laughs> this is Miss Spink and Miss Forcible. Miss Forcible has the biggest tits that have ever existed. They're massive. They're bigger than her body. <laughs> She got a dump truck too, <laughs> but it kind of reminds me of oh, what was it? Robots. You know, there's that 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 robot that like looks after them, and she's got a massive ass. 
Yes. Yes. Oh my god. On on Fanny. Yes, on Fanny Fanny from Robots. By Jennifer Coolidge. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's like (laughs) we've got the tits version of that now, (laughs) which is Miss Forcible. Yes. Miss Miss um, Spink is quite uh, well proportioned as far as characters go, although she's got quite a wide face. Yeah. But apart from that, she looks fairly. It's not like she's got she's a massive short ass. And stout. Or, yeah, she's she's short and stout, and she has to walk with a Zimmer frame and stuff mm. like that. And Miss Forcible goes around with her little her little glasses on a stick. <laughs> I love those. <laughs> the little glasses on a stick. Yeah, with the whole thing. What have they got that like um, detailing around the size of it, like? feathers so like what you would wear to the opera I suppose. yeah yeah they're kind of a mix between like a masquerade mask and opera glasses are they actually called spectacles those ones? Uh, they might actually be uh i don't know possibly glasses on a stick yeah <laughs> we'll stick with that <laughs> we'll stick with that <laughs> um yes miss Fink and miss forcible who are awesome and one of them is voiced by judy dench i can't remember which mm. one uh, one of them is Judy Dench, yeah. which is amazing. In the living room, there's many posters of the shows they used to do. Uh, yeah, so these are the actresses, as mother, yeah. as mother put it. And they're all Shakespeare. They're all Shakespeare. They're all Shakespeare. <laughs> but they're all, like, sexualized as well. Yeah. Like, they're, they're, they were showgirls, yeah. essentially. Um, and they all sit together in a booth seat. So they're going to sit down and have a cup of tea together. Mm-hmm. Lovely. They're, they have, they've got all their expired dogs. I love how you um, expired. <laughs> they're dead dogs, which are all Scottish Terriers. Every single one is a Scottish Terrier, and they've all been stuffed and shelved with little, with a little like a angel. Sort of angel wings and like a white waistcoat kind halo. of thing, and the little little halo. So the dogs die, and they knit like this little vest thing, and put on some wings it's and a little stuffed. halo, and just put it on the shelf with the others. And I was like. <laughs> Do you think, because of how many that they've got, that they're clearly, they're breeding them? Oh my god. I hadn't thought about that. <laughs> Possibly. Because of how many they've got. Mm. Like, how else would you have that many? You can't do it, like, it's, they're, they're expensive dogs. True. So, the only way I could think of, and because they're, they're, they're living in the basement, essentially. Yeah. They wouldn't really have money to be able to keep going out and buying. No, it's not like dogs. they're 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 not famous anymore. No, so I was thinking maybe they breed them, which <laughs> which is kind of sad. <laughs> and I mean, it's not like that. It's a, they they love these dogs. Yeah, clearly, it's they just so dogs, weird to have like a wall of stuffed expats. Like it's just so odd. I mean, people do it. I mean, cremate them. You can do that. There is places in America where you can get your your pets taxidermied, basically. Because it's America. I I I hate it. I would I would I not. I would not. No. No. God no. When my dog passes away, I might like put up like uh, a memorial like photograph collage or something yeah. like that. You know, I'll keep like her, the collar and like her name tag yeah. and put up a couple of photos that I've got on my phone of her and but stuff like you, that. You can get your, you can get them cremated. Yeah. Like keep their ashes if that's your thing. You can get yeah, there's even things where you can get like their fur turned into like diamonds or whatever. Oh yeah, I've heard about that. Yeah, like why stuff them? It's so weird. It's, it's, a, it's not my personal choice. Like, no, to each their own. To each their own. And if they want a wall of stuffed dogs, sure. 
Uh, they sit down for tea. Miss Spink offers to read her tea leaves as mm. well. So Coraline finishes her, finishes her cup of tea quickly because Miss Spink's like, oh, I want to read the tea leaves. Jesus, you just gave me this. Yeah, you gave me this. Oh, yeah. God, it's hot. <laughs> Spink looks into the cup and tells her that she's in terrible danger. Red flag. <laughs> Another red flag. How many is there? But Miss Forcible comes over and tells Spink that she's got it all wrong. There's a tall man in this girl's future. Someone tall, dark, and handsome. Yeah, don't worry, honey. There's someone tall, dark, and handsome out there for you. They argue about which way up to read the tea leaves. That's the problem. We get a look into the teacup, and like one way around, it looks like this clawed hand reaching for you. And then, of course, Miss Forcible turns it upside down, and she's like, no, it's a giraffe, see? (laughs) (laughs) Which means tall, dark stranger. It's very funny. I really liked it. These two are amazing. I love them so They're much. They're so, so good. Um, yeah, it's whether, whether it's a hand or giraffe. They drop the cup, accidentally breaking it, and they give her some advice. Don't wear... They give her just random advice. Like, yeah. Miss Spink is trying to give her advice, you know, to avoid the danger. And Miss Forcible is trying to give her advice to find the tall, dark, handsome man. Yeah. And it's things like, you know, you know, don't wear green in your dressing room. <laughs> and, things like that. and you're like, what are you talking about? What, <laughs> what dressing room? Yeah. <laughs> These two are so funny. And the way they sort of banter with each other oh, is very... It is like an married old... Cu- married couple, Yeah, right? it's an old married couple. Yeah. No, 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 you're doing it wrong. <laughs> no, I'm not, you old bag. Like... <laughs> and they even argued over what tea to make. They did as well, yeah. Yeah, yeah no, don't use that one. Use the jasmine it's or whatever like that. Oolong. Yeah. Okay. I don't know what oolong tea is, actually. I've never had it. I, don't think I like jasmine tea. Jasmine tea. Sounds. I don't think I've tried jasmine tea. I like obviously like, uh, like different flavored English breakfast. Like you can get um, English breakfast with like lavender and stuff mm-hmm. in it. And it's gorgeous. Yeah, you can and, get um, green tea with jasmine. Yum. Mm-hmm. I like rooibos tea as well. Mm-hmm. The South African tea. <sighs> rooibos with a bit of vanilla in it. Yeah. Lovely. Mm-hmm. Coraline excuses herself and she heads outside as a fog has sort of littered the ground at yeah. this point. She comes out and there's this low-level fog. And I was just like, yeah, have you entered the other world again? Like, <laughs> <laughs> was this another that. portal? <laughs> just the old lady's apartment downstairs? She She's being followed by YB. It's clearly YB. Yeah, the periscope thing. The little periscope. Yeah, you see a little periscope and he's watching her. And he pops up out of the fog. Yeah. <laughs> she pretends not to notice until she can catch him. She catches him and the black cat is here as well. She asks him about the doll and why does it look like her. Mm. And he says that the doll is older than his grandma. Red flag. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's really unsettling. That, that line is really good. Yeah. Oh, you know, my grandma's had it for ages. It just looks like you. You yeah. know, it's older than she is. And you're like, oh, yeah. oh, that's uncomfortable. Yeah. And does that mean that, that other, other mother's like has premonition or foresight or something like that um or is this something we tackle later yeah so it will be something that we tackle later okay well, I, well, I i i know where to plug it in okay okay great <laughs> <laughs> Coraline. um uh, yeah sorry yb asks for some help and Coraline agrees to take some pictures of yb with a slug where he's like pretending it's not coming out of his nose Banana slug. pretending he's eating it yeah all this gross stuff but they're having a great time. Why not? 
Good on Caroline. She's made a friend. Yeah. She's actually laughing. She's laughing. She is. Which I think is like the first time we've that seen, we've seen her, her like properly that. laugh. Yeah. And she's actually happy she was, at the time. Yeah. And even in the other world, she never laughed. She was like smiling. Yeah, but nervous smile. But nervous smile. And here she's genuinely happy. Yeah. And it's because she's, she's got attention. She's got a friend. She's got a friend. Like a proper friend. Someone who will actually listen. Mm. Instead of a fucking parent. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> we learn why B has never been inside the Pink Palace before. Mm-hmm. His grandma thinks it's dangerous. She had a twin sister uh, that grandma says was stolen. So grandma had a, had a twin sister who disappeared one day and grandma was convinced it was stolen. And that's why YB's not allowed in the house. Mm-hmm. And you can immediately sort of go, and this is why grandma doesn't let kids, kids stay yeah. at the Pink Palace. But then why kids now? That's a good point. Do we ever find out? Mm. No. Mm. Is that one of your theories as well? Have you got a... No, not really. No. Mm, okay. Grandma calls him away. So off he goes riding his bike or whatever it was or dirt bike. And that night, Coraline leaves Cheese by the door before going to sleep. She wakes up to find the mice again. Or a mouse. And she chases after them. Again, they run into the passageway. And again, Coraline follows into the other world. Mm. Other mother welcomes her and asks Coraline to go grab her father. Um, you mean other father? I mean better father. Yeah. And I'm like, oh. And also she's got the cheese from the mice. Oh, right. Thank you for the cheese. Thank you for the cheese. That's right. So it gives you, again, it's hinting at, like, nothing in this world apart from other mother has agency. Yeah. Everything's for other mother. Yeah. There's that and there's The mice don't keep the cheese. The dad, like, is just doing what mother wants. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, this is why I start putting in my parenting thing. So this is going to be a case of no attention to too much attention, the two spectrums of parenting. Yeah. Is is what I put in big bold <laughs> Because we've got regular mum and regular dad who don't give her any attention. Yeah. And now we've got other mother, other father who give her too much attention. Yeah. And it becomes dangerous. Yes. Other father is gardening, which surprises Coraline. She's sent off with a strawberry, which is apparently the best strawberry she's ever had. <laughs> it looked delicious. And she sees the beautiful courtyard all lit up. Um, things grow as she approaches. We see birds, frogs, flowers lighting up like fairy lights as she goes past them. Oh. I wish. <laughs> Fucking gorgeous. She spots other father who's riding a mantis neck. I know, it was so it's so cool. It's like this little clockwork steam... I don't know, what would you call it? Um, steampunk. It's like a yes. ste- steampunk mantis. Yes. And the front of it's like culling all the dead grass. And then behind it, it's planting tulips, which immediately like bloom straight away. It's gorgeous. It's such a gorgeous little scene. Did you pick up on the connection though? The what? So throughout, the, one of the things connecting both worlds are bugs. Oh, yeah, true. Mm. Mm. Bugs are a big thing with this. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. With the mantises and the cockroaches and everything like that. Everything being bugs. Everything's bugs. <laughs> you gotta get them bugs. But this um I was thinking this this mantis mech thing would make a really good like little model to put on a shelf. It would be so cool. With with the other father on it. With the other father yeah. on it. Smiling. Yeah. With his little button eyes. Yeah. <laughs> um Coraline is 
Yeah, the Mantis Max, which seeds and grows flowers as it passes, Coraline is tripped and tickled by snapdragons. Little snapdragon flowers, they they trip her over and then they tickle her and she's laughing and and other father, you know, comes in and quote unquote rescues her, you know, oh, I'll save you from the tickling, don't worry, Coraline. Um, And hands her a bouquet of the snapdragons, which is again that, because he cuts them all down and then makes a bouquet out of it. And it's again that, that sort of violence beneath the beneath the kindness yeah because it's yeah these are clearly like conscious things things they're being like beings they're living yeah and he he culls them immediately yeah to make a beautiful bouquet and they for her. immediately wilt yeah as well they just droop so it's that it's that death behind the kindness yes. kind of thing he sits her on the mantis mech and they fly into the air, revealing that all the flora that she had passed as she walked through the courtyard had been grown in a specific way to make the image of Coraline's face. Mm. And it all lights up and it looks like her. I'm sorry, but if somebody did that for me, I'd be like, no, um, but, I don't like this. I'd be like, who? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. This is a grand gesture, but no, I don't want. My face, like, <laughs> yeah. But she's she's immediately taken by it. Oh yeah, she loves it. Yeah, which is which is the point. And um, we do learn this was mother's idea as well because other father says like, oh, you other mother said you'd love this mm. or something like that. We cut to them having dinner, and fuck yeah, other world has Brina. <laughs> dinner, breakfast, food. <laughs> fuck yeah, Brina's like one of my favorite things. You, 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 it's dinner time, but you just you just having toast and scrambled eggs and like waffles and waffles and oh. beans and mushrooms and oh, <laughs> oh, Brina's the best. <laughs> I think we've got a thing for food. Yeah, we do. <laughs> we do. We haven't eaten yet this morning, so maybe no. that's why. <laughs> I'm hungry. <laughs> All this talk about like roast dinners and Brenner and cake and <laughs> um, other but other mother says Mr. B has invited her to go see the jumping mice. So now we're going to go visit the other neighbor. I mean the the other other neighbor, <laughs> the other version of the other neighbor that lives in this house. Yes, yes, okay. <laughs> we meet um, other YB as well. Other mother fixed him so he can't talk anymore. And like, if you haven't, if at this point in the movie, if you're not like other mothers, fucking weird. Yes, there's something very off about this. Yeah, this is it. Yeah, I fixed him so he can't talk. Yeah, I I thought you'd like. I thought you'd like him better. Yeah, but like, even as they're walking up to the apartments and stuff like that, there is a tinge of concern with Coraline. Yeah, because they 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 head up to to see Mister B's to see Mister Babinski, and as they're heading up, she's like. Did it hurt when yeah. when other mother took your voice? Yeah, and he doesn't say anything. Any, well, obviously. Yeah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> no, but there's no hint at like him wanting to say anything. No, no. I think he shakes his head. Mm. I think he shakes his head. But as we learn later, like he is that you if you said yes, like bad things would happen. Yeah. Isn't uh, that the bit where he like because when he, it was after they go in the door? Hey. When she asked if it hurt. No, no, it's as they were heading up the stairs, oh, up right. to the up to the apartment, I think. 
Um, yeah, she asks me for her when other mother took his voice, but he seems cheery. He's still smiling and everything like that. They see a little, a lit zeppelin, just a tiny one, a tiny little zeppelin, which sort of flies across the, the, the balcony yeah. and in through the little circular window of Mr. Babinski's apartment and they follow it inside. Uh, they follow being slung into the apartment. That's right. They're like not- Spinning door. That's right. <laughs> Classic Scooby-Doo thing. Yeah. They knock on the door and then it spins them around yeah. and they're inside the apartment, uh, which, uh, which is almost like a circus. Mm. Everything's set up there. We see cotton candy cannons and everything is for Coraline. There's chicken popcorn. Yeah. <laughs> this confused me. The chicken would eat the corn and then... Yeah, it would eat the little corn kernels and then sort of poop, poop, it out. poop out popcorn. It was really weird. I was so I was like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> but that was the first thing she wanted. Chicken poop. Chicken. <laughs> this movie, this this world is made just for you. <laughs> you need to send someone you need to send someone to this parallel universe that other mothers like, this is fucked up. Yeah. Like I I created your perfect universe and she's looking around like what the hell? <laughs> this is what she likes. Yeah. Oh. Corpses hanging from the ceiling. Like, it looks like a, a scene from Hellraiser or something like that. And she's just like, I picked the wrong kid. <laughs> Abort mission. Yeah. Uh, I don't want this one. I don't want this one. This one scares me. Next, next place. <laughs> Bring me one of the kids who just likes candy. Like. <laughs> you and I go in there and saw, like, horror movie posters. Yeah. <laughs> Um, they they crawl inside a very small looking tent that's at sort of the back of the apartment. They crawl inside and it's bigger on the inside. And you know what my first thought was? <laughs> Fucking Time Lord technology because I love Doctor Who. <laughs> yes. Did you think the same thing as well? Yeah. I got de addicted. I got Destiny addicted to to Doctor Who as well. So. I'm responsible for that. Yeah, I think you're responsible for a lot of my addictions. Uh, quite possibly. Yeah. <laughs> you've, you've sort of inherited a lot of TV shows from me, <laughs> from when we lived together many years ago now. <laughs> Supernatural, Naruto, and all those, and Doctor Who, and all those kind of things. Yeah. Oh, yes. And then I bonded with somebody else who has obsessions too. Yeah, great. <laughs> you you also inherited my, my need to collect DVDs. Yes. Yeah. It's great. <laughs> yes, Time Lord Technology. It's bigger on the inside. The mice perform um spelling out her name. Mm. And then they they dance in a spectacular spectacle, like they're they're dancing on, on little balls and stuff like yeah, that. It's like it's a mouse circus, circus. Act. yeah. Yeah, it's a mouse circus. Coraline eats cotton candy, and I noticed that YB doesn't eat anything yeah. either. He just holds it until Coraline takes it off him to eat. So much wrong. Yeah, so much wrong with this. Yep. And yeah, he eats cotton candy and watches as a mouse rolls a, uh, rolls down a hill, and once it reaches the bottom, it reveals other Mister B. Yeah. Mister Babinski in because in the other world he looks sort of. Um, downtrodden like he's just in like a vest and some shorts oh the wife beater said that yeah the wife, the wife the beater. stains yeah with the stains <laughs> on it and stuff like that and here he is in this spectacular like ringleader's outfit yeah. and everything like that and so it's quite a dark ringleader's outfit as well like it's not the usual bright red is it it's oh like, it was red it, but it's more with of a gold button mm, and white pants it's quite a dark red yeah um the music starts up again and the mice crawl up his jacket 
She tells him it was an amazing show and he welcomes her back anytime. Mm. As he kisses her hand, we transition to her bedroom as other mother tucks her into bed. So this has been her nighttime adventure, I guess. Mm. She wakes up back at the real world. She follows the trail of cheese crumbs to the passageway, but the door is locked this time. So it's not even like just a brick wall. It's locked. Yeah. So did mother lock this then? Yeah, yeah. Just regular mum. Yeah, regular mum did. So she, there is actually a conversation that they had um, in the car on the way to... Oh, that we're about to have. That's right. Oh, yeah, in, t- in town, a garden life gardening store. Uh, Coraline explains the night before to her parents, but they completely ignore her as they talk about the new gardening catalogue they're writing and they drop dad off. Yeah. Does this mean the catalogue's finished then? Uh, is he sending it off? So it sounds like from uh yeah so i think there it's the magazine place mm. that they're going to and it looks like it, the magazine place looks run down too um so yeah, i think it's to show the editor the pages that they've done right so okay. they're in the process of finishing the magazine right okay that makes sense and it must be in the car now when we got that conversation or it might be, a be after, bit. After, after, shop. after clothes shopping yeah. okay so mum clothes shops while Coraline looks very bored I think they're buying school uniform right for Coraline yeah, yeah. she sees some nice gloves that she likes they're sort of bright orange uh, a kid rolls past on a stool <laughs> being chased by his father I think did you hear the line no so it was like my king for a horse so it's um there's a big Shakespeare theme there like, is. the whole thing. Yeah. So there's a Shakespeare festival on at that time as well. Ah. And so the little kid is also dressed up in like the old school Shakespearean period costume. Right, okay. <laughs> My kingdom for a horse, that yes. kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, Mum refuses to buy the colourful gloves um, and we get a look at the school uniform and it's completely grey. Yeah. It's just grey. <laughs> it is the most bland school uniform. Yep. My other mother would let me, would let, sorry, my other mother would buy them for me. Mm-hmm. Maybe your other mother should buy all your clothes. <sighs> now, a, a, as a mum. <laughs> yes. And kind of, I, because I come, you know, I come from, uh, when I was growing up, I was going between two homes kind of thing. So I kind of get the frustration. I got that when I was a kid. Like, they, couldn't decide who was supposed to buy my clothes right like if i wanted something be like okay no it's their responsibility Mm. kind of thing so i think that was kind of like um that kind of frustration like i'm doing the best i can yeah if that's the case then fine but the thing is other mother mother thinks other mother isn't real yeah so she's foisting that frustration into the into the nothing pretty much but it's still kind of like I'm doing the best I can right? with what I've got. I like. I think she handled the situation bad. Yes. She's very frustrated. I can see that like in her head she's going, I'm getting you what you need. Yeah. I can't afford what you want. Is it that she can't afford it though? Because, I, yeah. because the gloves do come later. They come later after the catalogue's been done. Um, see, I've missed this. Mm. Ah, uh, yeah, I hadn't picked up on their sort of financial situation, I suppose. Yeah. I just saw it more as in, like, dismissal. Yeah, well, because, you know, she's like, oh, I'm going to go grocery shopping later. Mm. And after the catalogue's been approved, I suppose. So it sounds like that from what I picked up, their job seems like it's a once 
the job is finished, you get paid. Right. Okay. So they're low on cash at yeah. the moment. Right. That makes sense. <laughs> My note just says the the look of contempt on mother's face is actually gross. <laughs> Because I, I did not like mother. <laughs> <laughs> but see, from an outsider's perspective, <laughs> yeah, you yeah. kind of get it. <laughs> yeah, when when you've explained it as like, oh, they're probably low on cash and everything like that, I'm like, okay, yes, I can see why she can't have the gloves. Yeah, but it was handled Poorly. very, very badly. Yeah, and like giving your child a look like that, yeah, not acceptable. No, you. Children are can be quite forgiving if you explain it. Yeah, but that's the thing is you've got to be. You, you, there are situations where it is okay to be upfront about things, like saying things like, "We can't get them right now." Yeah, yeah. Maybe we might be able to get them later. Yeah, we 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 might be able to get them later, yeah. or I can't afford them right now, sweetie. Yeah, like like our favorite thing. Well, our favorite thing, but one of the things we say with our kids is, um, it's uh. We know well. We now know that you want this. We can't get it right now, but because we know that this is what you like, we might get it later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That option's now available. Yeah, like oh, cool. You're giving me something to work with. If you want, if I feel like if we can get you something. Like, yeah, I know something that you like. Cool. Yeah, we can pick this up at some point. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, to be honest, if other mother is a demon or something that preys on weak relationships, then it's a then um, it's doing a damn good job here. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, because it's it's putting a wedge between an already fractured relationship. Yeah, by giving Coraline everything she wants in the other world. Yeah, making her happy. Yes, and giving her a magical experience yeah. and everything like that. Coraline asks why mother locked the door. And she says it's because she found rat droppings. Yep. And she tells Coraline she might like the new school. Because Coraline's like, I miss my friends. Yeah. She's like, oh, you'll like the new school. Just as well, you see the mother kind of softening up. I did, Yeah, I did yeah. notice that as well. It was like one of those, It's kind. I think it's kind of the aftermath of everything that's been going on. Like she's realizing like, oh crap, I have been treating my daughter like crap. Yeah, I kind of saw that in her face yeah. as well. Because she does soften and she tries to, she does a, she finally puts in the effort to soothe the situation yeah. as opposed to dismiss it. Yeah. Uh, when they get home, everything in the fridge is moldy. It's just gross. Mm. <laughs> Mother says um, she'll make it up. Uh, if things go well today, yeah. which is what you were saying about like getting money, yeah. like I'm sorry I couldn't buy you the gloves, but I'll make it up to you if things go well today. Yeah. You oh and my God, that was like one of the things on it. Like, um, when you look at it from the mum's perspective, yes, it is horrible for Coraline. Mum's doing the best she can, and then just that look of utter defeat the mum has on her face mm. from a mother's perspective. Oh, well, when she looks in the fridge and everything's like. Yeah, where well, she's trying to make the best of the situation, and then she's like, "Okay, I'll go grocery shopping now." Like, do you want me to pick up you up anything? Yeah, I Coraline's pick- like n- not even wanting to look at her mum or anything like that. Yeah, and then the mum's like, "She," oh, the look on her face as she's closing the door. I don't know if you've, I don't know if you saw. I that. was looking at Coraline because I was, I was sympathising with Coraline. Yeah, because. <laughs> It's so interesting to see both sides yeah. of this to talk to, not talk to, to, to see both characters here. Yeah. And because neither of them have particularly, like, because of Mother's sort of rashness in the dismissal and stuff like that, it's built this wall up. Yeah. So 
I feel sorry for the mum, but she's kind of done it to herself by forcing her daughter to build that wall. Yeah. With all the dismissals and the, you know, not the blaming, but the almost blaming. Yeah. I don't have time for you. Yeah. Like, then she goes, Caroline has to build that wall up and go, okay. This is why this is one of those key moments in this film. Mm. It's because even that that small little moment where Coraline's not looking at her mum, her mum's trying to starting to try to reach back, trying to repair that, yeah, and then realizing on her face what her face said to me was like, "I fucked up." Yeah, I need to make this which work. is heartbreaking. Like the fa- the realization that she knows that that what she was doing was not okay was not okay mm. and yeah Coraline won't even look at her yeah. and you know mother uh, mother saying you know I'll make it up to you and Coraline's response is just you always say that but then you never do yeah and he was like oh oh that would cut cut mother kind of deep I think I think that's what did it that's I what did it, it that's what did it was like okay I am missing this up this is like the last time we see them before like the finale right mm, interesting Mother leaves to go food shopping, and Coraline searches for the key to the passageway. Mm. And when she opens up, opens it up, is it indeed leads to the other world? And I was like, "Oh, this is interesting." She's not asleep. She's not asleep. It's not night time. Mm. It's the middle of the day, and yep. and it just opens because she's opened that passageway before, and it was it's brick. brick. So theories go. Why does this work now? <laughs> I think. I personally think it needed the power. So, like, Coraline needed to fully doubt the real world. Right. For it to become a thing. For it to, for the doorway to become, like... A real thing. A real thing. Like, obviously, she wanted to see if it was true, Mm. if the other world was a real thing. But because she was asleep in her brain, it's subconsciously she's still thinking, oh, it was just a dream. So, so does it mean that the first couple of times that she visited here, it was a dream? Mm. It was a dreamscape yeah. that she traveled through? That's what I think. Or rather than actually real, and now, like, she believes it enough that it is real. Yeah. Oh, okay, that's interesting, because I was wondering about that. Yeah, that's that. But that, that's my theory about it. That's the, like, how I would explain it. So now it's real, real because yeah. she believes it enough. Because she believes it enough. Because that, that's that's like when it comes to a lot of um, horror characters and stuff like that. It power of belief. <laughs> By the power of friendship. But also um, the fact that that her relation she's given up on her relationship with her parents. She's quit. Which is so sad. Yeah, that's what that that's. It why almost yeah. It almost feels like this is the this is the moment where she decides I'm going to go live in the other world. Yes. Then. She needs to want to be there. Mm. Like, that's where she wants to be, not here in the real world. That's so sad. Yeah. <laughs> so sad. She goes inside, and the black cat sees and growls at this. In the other world, she finds a present from Other Mother. It's a brand new outfit for her. Um, she's told to visit Spink and Forcible downstairs. So, again, we're going to go visit the last neighbors that we haven't seen yet. Mm-hmm. Outside, she sees the black cat. She thinks it's this world's version of it. She thinks it's other black cat. Yeah. But it's not. No, no button no eyes. No button eyes. It's just the regular black cat. But he can talk now. Mm-hmm. And fuck me, it's Keith David. <laughs> the voice. The voice. Keith David has such a sexy voice. <laughs> <laughs> like, he's like, he opened his mouth like, wait, what? 
I was like, I was like, damn, is that Keith David? <laughs> what are you doing in here? <laughs> Keith David's a black cat. That's amazing. Um, yeah, it's it's what's his, what was his name in Princess and the Frog? Facilia. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's the same voice actor as Doctor Facilia <laughs> from Princess and the Frog, and obviously he was like in like Pitch Black and there's something about Mary. <laughs> well-known actor (laughs) well-known actor extremely distinguishable voice yes you hear his voice you go oh it's keith david (laughs) it's got one of those voices kind of like claudia black when i hear claudia black's voice i'm like that's claudia black (laughs) that can't be anyone else um oh keith david's great we need to do the thing on this podcast at some point that's also got keith david on it (laughs) um yes it's Keith David. We learn that the cat has been coming here for a while. He comes and goes as he pleases because other mother can't stop him. Mm. Which is interesting. It's that whole, you know, cat's a magical thing again. Yeah. <laughs> but then it's also kind of like, you know, that Egyptian thing where cats are kind of like the guardians the, the of the guardians of the underworld. Yes. That uh, That's what my mind went to. Is like, oh. Very true. I hadn't mm. thought about that. But the fact that cats have sort of in several different cultures, I think, they're sort of seen as, like... Being able either, to go between yeah, realms. Somehow switching between life and death. Yeah. I mean, you know, the 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 myth that cats have nine lives and stuff like that is all playing into that kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, exactly. Um, yes, other mother hates him, but can't do anything about it. Yeah. Which I think is really interesting, because... as Especially when we learn later that other mother is very powerful. Yes. But, but like, she can't do anything about this cat. Yeah. So, you know, you know, the mummy, right? Yes. And you know how the mummy With Brendan is. Fraser. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Where the mummy is scared of. Of the cats. cats. Yes. That's what I think this situation is. Because he is, you know, cats are the guardians of the underworld. Yeah. Obviously. Maybe, maybe other mother has like no power over him. Can't do anything about him. Yeah. Possibly. Because, you know, cats walk the line between life and death. Yep. And maybe stops them from getting out of the underworld trying to keep her and interesting interesting so this parallel this parallel version of of the the pink palace might actually be like a portion of the The underworld underworld. or something like that which makes sense which would be interesting (laughs) and then we open up the question is other mother a demon or like a disturbed spirit or we'll get to that later he tells her that this world is not perfect and i'm like yeah there's been a couple of warnings A small bread. But the food is great. That's what that's why yeah. I keep coming back. <laughs> Can I have another roast chicken? You're like, More potato. Look, I know it may be a hellscape parallel universe, but the chicken was so fucking good. <laughs> I may just go back. <laughs> I'll sew buttons and mask. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, other YB told him, uh, told the black cat, that things are not right here. This is Possibly why he lost his voice then. Maybe. Uh, wow, well, yeah. If he was talking to Black Cat and Other Mother saw, is this why Other Mother took his voice away? Oh, I did not think of that. That's, wow. And that, that's, that's, that makes a lot of sense. That's sinister as well. Oh. <laughs> uh, Black Cat stops and runs off, having heard something. I do like that during this conversation as well, we see the sort of magical nature of Black Cat as well, because he's like, he sticks his head in like a log and appears like on the, on a different log somewhere else. Yeah. And it's like a little portal kind of thing. Yeah. Very cool. Uh, yeah, he hears some sort of noise and Ca- Coraline heads to the downstairs apartment. She's taken to her seat by a Yorkshire, by, sorry, by Scottish Terriers. In a little 
Sasha outfit. Then the, he's, got little, <laughs> he's got a little flashlight in his mouth, and he like he likes even searches Coraline. You know, make sure no contraband in the theater. That kind of stuff. <laughs> you know, yeah. And plus, but all, all, yeah. They, they, they go to the audience, and the entire audience is made of Scottish terriers, and they've all got little buttons sewn in their eyes and everything like that. Um, she's seated with YB, who's already waiting for her. The show, the show begins. Uh, other Spink sings as a mermaid. This is our other music, uh, and our other musical number. Yeah. Um, we see that there's there's uh, Scottish Terriers running on wheels, and that's what's making the like stage props work and everything <laughs> like that. Um, and other forcible is um, being the Venus de Milo. Yeah. Just giant tits on display. It's on a clam. On a clam, barely covered. Uh-huh. I was like, okay, this is supposed to be a kids' film. <laughs> yeah, this is supposed to be a kids' film as well. And they sort of they sort of sing, arguing at each other about yeah. who's the more beautiful or something like that. Because yeah. the mermaid's just like, I'll lure you, I'll lure you to the sea with my beautiful voice or something like that. And then Miss Morsible's just like, Well, I'm the Venus, you know, yeah. I'm a beautiful piece of art and everything like that. And they're just sort of, and you know, the dogs are having to switch between the two scenes between the painting of. Of the the Venus de Milo and switching and just between chaotic, yeah, and you know soon the set gets stuck stuck halfway and they can't do anything anymore. <laughs> uh, they, they cause such a commotion that the show ends as in a disaster to a round of barking from the audience. One dog pushes a barrel of water to the stage. Above, Spink and Forcible bounce on. Diving board. On diving boards, that's right. And doesn't Spink still has her, like, Zimmer frame with her, right? So she's just this little old lady bouncing up and down with a little Zimmer frame. <laughs> oh, she's awesome. They unzip their skin to reveal um, very young, slim... Versions um, of themselves. Ver- versions of themselves. Their, their gymnastic versions, I guess. The, the versions they used to be when they were famous actresses, mm. I guess. They perform acrobatics together, high in the air, picking up Coraline out of the audience to join them. While reciting Shakespeare quotes. While reciting Shakespeare quotes, yep. <laughs> and I would be shitting myself, because Coraline's being thrown around at like... Oh, and there's no safety feet. net. <laughs> yeah, there's no safety net, and they're like 100 feet in the air. You know, they let go and flip her, and yeah. I'd be like, hell no, <laughs> put me down. Put me down. But Coraline's having a great time. She's, She's having a grand old time. <laughs> I'm like, you crazy? Yes, she is. Yes, <laughs> yes. The act concludes as the pair dive into the bucket of water and then emerge to catch Coraline as she falls from the rafters. The audience bark cheers. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only way I could describe it. I was like, they're cheering, but they're barking. Yes. And YB throws her a rose as well. Other mother and father greet her as she exits the apartment. Other YB looks concerned behind her. Mm-hmm. You can see that he's not smiling. Yep. And what does other mother do? Turns around and says, yeah. you need to smile. Yeah, they head inside and other mother turns to her other YB and just gestures to his mouth like, mm. smile. Mm. You need to be smiling. It's that, it's that toxic positivity. Yep. It's that you're not allowed to be sad. Yeah. When it's such a quintessential part of life yes you can't you can't enjoy happiness if you don't know what sadness is exactly it just it's, it's, happiness is all you know it's not like it's just it's just yeah normal. it becomes nothing you can't appreciate it 
They live they leave YB at the door and head inside. Other mother brings her a gift. Um for you, our little doll, she says as she puts the box Ooh. down. Ugh. <laughs> yeah, no, please don't do that. Ew. Uh, they present uh, the, sorry, the present is a pair of buttons. Yep. As well as like a little spool of thread and a little bone needle. And um, they're going to replace her eyes with buttons, and only then can she stay. Coraline refuses and excuses herself to bed. Yep. She's just like, I, I need to think about it. I think I should go to bed. <laughs> and I, yeah, I think this is where she completely turns on the other world. Yeah. She's just like, nope, nope, yep. not going back. Nope, there's, there is something wrong here. Yeah, there's definitely something it wrong here. It took with that. <laughs> I mean... <sighs> <laughs> there were so many clues. There were so many hints, love. When out of sight, she runs to her bedroom, she barricades the door, and she forces herself to fall asleep. And not come back again is what mm-hmm. she says. She's like, I'm not coming back. I'm going to fall asleep and I'll wake up in the real world and that's it. Yeah. She wakes up the next morning, but she's still in the other world. Which is where you're just like, oh, oh no. She fucked up. <laughs> you done fucked up. <laughs> Bitch can't get back. No. And it's because if you're right that the difference between the dreamscape and the reality, mm. that makes sense. Because in the other world, you know, she went to sleep in her dreams and then woke up. Yeah. You know, because she never actually moved from her bed. Yeah. But now she's made the other world real enough to travel to. Yeah. Waking up doesn't Fix do anything no. because you're physically there now. Yeah. Uh, she's still in the other world. Downstairs, other father accidentally lets it slip that other mother is the, is their strength. And he also hints that other YB was taken care of oh. by other mother for frowning. Yeah. Like, that, that, that bit with the other father like because he's creepy been, he, yeah it's you know so he's, spe- he's speaking but his mouth isn't moving when he does the whole pull down the size of his face mm. and he's like um yb or uh, other yb pulled a long face and mother didn't like it yes and it's like, okay Ooh. and it's the piano's trying to stop him as well this piano that like puppets him to play yeah. to play that song that we saw earlier is trying to shush him yeah it's trying to shut him up uh Coraline runs outside looking for the well but the world stops before she reaches it yeah and she's she's very confused yeah she's talking with the um she, yeah she meets up with Keith David mm. the black cat just call, just call the cat Keith Keith David. Um, Yes, she meets up with the black cat, and um, and he tells her that she only made what she thought would impress you, Mm. so she didn't build out this far. And you're like, oh, so it's it really is like a dreamscape. It's not, it's not even a parallel universe. Like it's a fabrication. Yeah, I like it. I really like it. Especially with that, that scene with Other Father was so unsettling. Yeah. And the colour scheme changed again. Yes, it did. Yeah. And talking about, you know, Other YB's been taken care of. Mm. And you're like, oh, oh, I don't like that. (laughs) The cat says that Other Mother just wants someone to love or someone to eat. Yeah. Not sure which. (laughs) I love it. It's just like, eh, I mean, it could be that one, could be this one. It's very cat, isn't it? (laughs) Yes. I mean... I mean, you could be killed, but what do I care? <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, he cares enough to be walking around talking to her about it, though. Yes, this is true. Mm. 
And they walk around in the nothingness, this sort of pale white void yeah, that they're, they're walking in. Spinning. Like, how... I, I'm trying to figure out how she feels confident enough to just keep taking steps when there's nothing there. I mean, it's better than going back to... That, I suppose. The, the house. I mean, that's the thing, I suppose. Would you prefer to go back there or be walking in void forever? Don't know at this point. <laughs> that chicken was pretty Food. good, though. <laughs> you mean both exactly the same time. <laughs> but um, they, they walk enough that they eventually come... Uh, they, they start to see the house again. Mm. And they arrive back at the house. And I think it's Black Cat who says, like, oh, we walked around the world. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, oh. And she's like... Small oh. world. <laughs> yeah, small world. It's a small world yeah. after all. <laughs> 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 the cat catches one of the circus mice um, while it's blowing it's like little it's blowing a little horn mm. and he kills it and it sort of morphs into a rat yeah and this is I, I, I just thought about this because mother said like she closed a real mother said she closed that door because she found rat droppings yeah rat crap rat crap yep and you were like oh no it was a, it was a mouse not a rat and then Black Cat kills one of the mice and it turns into a rat. And you're like, oh! That's what it was! That's it! Okay. <laughs> he said, yeah, it reveals a rat and the horn it was blowing was an alarm call. It was basically trying to let other mother know. Coraline heads back inside and breaks into the living room where the portal should be. The room is bug-themed. Like there's like beetle... beetle... What are they furniture. Beetle furniture and like uh, the ladybug um dresser. Oh no, the wardrobe. Yeah, a wardrobe, a dresser, the couches that look like grubs or yeah. something like that. It's very bug themed. But yeah, and the door is blocked by one of the beetles, which is a dresser as well, I think. Other mother sits her down, saying love will make her change her mind. And Coraline says she is not her mother. Mm. And she refuses to apologise for having said that. Yeah. Other mother's like, you will say you're sorry. And <laughs> Caroline's like, I will not. <laughs> I was like, yes. I'm like, the sass. The sass. I, <laughs> I appreciate this sass. I approve. Um, and when she refuses to apologise, other mother stretches to a deformed version of herself. Mm-hmm. She like, Grows really long limbs and, and stuff like that. Pointy. Yeah, her features yeah. become very angular yeah. instead of that quite quaint, sweet, round face. It's now like you can see the lines of her cheekbones and yeah. stuff like that. Gone quite, um, what's the gaunt? Gaunt, yes. Yeah. Very thin. Mm. She picks her up. This is other mother picks up Coraline and chucks her through a mirror as punishment until she can learn to be good. Yeah. Oh, a loving daughter. And, and oh, is that what she says? She Until says, you can learn to be, be a, a loving, loving daughter. daughter. Yeah. <laughs> and it's really creepy as well because you just have that that really long neck. You yeah. don't see mother's body because she just sticks her head through the mirror after yeah, she throws long, Coraline in. Long, skinny arms too. Yeah. So you've just got this really long, skinny neck with what looks like should be her mother's face, but it's just deformed and weird. Yeah. And then it just sleeps back into the into the mirror. In the mirror room. Coraline finds ghost children. And I was like, okay, these ghost kids and the way they move is really unsettling. <laughs> it's so creepy. Because it's, I don't know, 
it's so well animated. It is. Or, or well done in whatever form they did this in, like mm. whether it was formation or claymation or whatever they did. Yeah. It looks gorgeous. Because these these kids, it's like we're missing frames yeah. of their movement, which gives them this really ethereal quality, like they're blinking in and out. Sort of like uh, strobing. Yeah. Yeah. And they, they sort of fly around Coraline and talk like, to like her. And everything about them is like they're in water. Like yes. everything's like kind of floaty. Of rippli- yeah, floaty, sort of rippling, yeah. that kind of thing. They tell Coraline they can't remember who they were, mm. but Other Mother spied on them, learned how to appeal to them using the doll, using the dolls that look like them. Yeah. So the doll is like a little spy. Other Mother can see to the real world yeah. using the doll. They agreed to the button deal. They agreed to have their eyes swapped for buttons. And thus Other Mother ate their lives. Yeah. Just that description as well. I think that's literally what the kid says. Yeah. Other mother is. other mother ate, ate our, our lives. Yeah, ate up our lives. Um and it's like the idea of like she ate their soul or she ate the the, the life they would have lived or yeah. did you did you catch the name of what they called the other mother? No. So it's actually a creature called Beldum. They called her Beldum. Mm, the Beldum. The Beldum. The Beldum. Okay. Yeah, ate up our lives. Is this a uh, from folklore or something? It's a folklore thing, a folklore creature that actually like this. This is what I mean. This is one of the, this, this is, is one great. of the theories. <laughs> I love this. Go for it. Explain to me what is so, a beldum. Um, from what I have seen, a beldum is something that specifically targets children. Mm-hmm. Um, children who are in very uh, strange relationships with their parents. Okay, they can be easily lured right away. Right. Um. And it yeah, essentially makes the children believe that the life is better with her mm. so that she can eat them. Lovely. So it's an actual th- I can't remember which which where the ori- which um, area the origin comes from, but it's an actual thing. That's really cool. So it's the Beldum. The Beldum. Mm. It kinda of sounds like the 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 witch in the woods, the whispering witch. Mm. Have you heard about that sort of no. thing as well? It's like a only children can hear it, and it's like this this voice that whispers to you from the woods to try and lure you into Ooh. the woods, and that's how it like eats children as, oh, wow. it, as it calls to them, wow. like with a motherly voice. Yeah, and then once they get into the woods, it consumes them. As probably the same. It, kind it of might thing. be the same sort of thing, just yeah. from a different region or yeah. something like that. Uh, yeah, I just put. Just that description. <laughs> Mother ate our lives. Fucking creepy. <laughs> Just a little bit. Just a little bit. This is a kid's movie. And this this scene, I was like, this, Are we sure? this is more unsettling than a lot of horror movies I've watched lately. <laughs> um, the kids the kids say they need to find, they need their eyes found so their souls can be freed. Mm. Because, you know, eyes are the window, window of the soul. Coraline is suddenly grabbed from the room and it's other YB. Other mother having sewn the sides of his face into a smile. He's uh, oh, I was like, oh, I thought he was dead to be honest. So yeah. I was kind of glad that he was alive. Yeah, <laughs> because you know when they said you know they'd taken care of him, I was like, oh, he's dead. That's yeah, he's just gone. But no, she she sewed his face into a smile so he wouldn't frown. 
they oh, she undoes the bits of string so he can stop smiling. Yeah. Oh, it's so sad. They make it to the tunnel, which no longer looks magical. They they open like the passageway and it's like filled with spiders' webs and it's dark mm. and it no longer looks like um, glittery or anything like that. It looks gross. Yes. Other mother approaches. Um, other YB says, well, he doesn't say. He sort of gestures, sort of hinting that he can't follow her. Yeah. He can't go with her. So he, that was when he took his glove off and the sand or the sawdust kind of blows away. Right. Okay. So if he'd went through, he it would have killed him. Yeah. He, he just doesn't exist, basically. He, he would be dust. To say. Oh. Yeah. So he couldn't have been saved. No. Oh. He quickly shoves her through to the tunnel and she escapes back to the real world, locking the door behind her very quickly. She walks about the house, calling out for her parents. I was like, how much time has passed? Because, like, you can see the groceries that mum picked up are on the table and they've gone mouldy. Yeah. Yeah. And the dust that has collected as well. So I think a good amount, a good chunk of time has gone. Yeah. Definitely. Um, maybe a couple weeks, especially with produce, like yeah. out in the open like that. Yeah, true. And because I think um, when she goes out to the car as well, the phone still worked. So, oh, but it was back in the early 2000s, so battery life wasn't bad. Mm. Yeah, nowadays <laughs> it's trash. Uh, yeah, there's a ring at the door. It's YB, just regular YB. His grandmother is mad that he stole the doll. And she brings him inside to find it. She's like, I don't want it anymore. You can take it. Mm. You can just take it and take, give it give it back to your grandma. Coraline explains the whole ghost situation to YB. And he thinks that she's crazy. Yep. Coraline searches the house for the doll. She explains to YB why other mother, what other mother is and what she's doing. He calls her, he calls her crazy and runs from the house. Uh, his grandma's going to be mad that he was inside that house. Yes. For sure. She's going to be mad. <laughs> she spots her parents' car and uses the cell phone to call her dad, but there's no reply. Yeah. So is this a, is this a car phone or is it just a cell phone? Cell phone. It's, a, it's just or a cell just phone. One of those old ones with the antenna that you got to pull out and then the flip thing. Oh, God. <laughs> old school. <laughs> like, super old school. In the downstairs apartment, Spink is knitting wings for the next dog who they think is going to pass away. This is so morbid, but it, it got me to chuckle. <laughs> so morbid, but it did make me laugh. Yes. This is quite funny. And she's just like, well, he hasn't been well, so... <laughs> <laughs> wow! And they're, they're already preparing for his death, where he's going to be stuffed and then put on the wall <laughs> with the others. They were going to head to the theatre, but Coraline's parents have disappeared. Yeah. So they were going to give them a lift. They could dig into a small bowl, uh, sorry, an old bowl of candy to reveal a small trinket as well. Mm. That they were like, I need, I can, does Coraline ask them for help or something like that? Or they just sort of intuit it? I think it was more intuition because it was during the conversation about Coraline's parents not being around because she's looking for them. Yeah. Um, And that's when Miss Spink is like, we can't go to the theatre. Coraline's parents are missing. <laughs> she's right. like, okay. And they just grab an old bowl of candy that's from like the 1960s or something like that. And then literally chisel into it. With <laughs> <laughs> the knitting needles. With the knitting, that's right. They use knitting needles to break away all the hard candy. 
<laughs> and at the bottom of the bag is this small little trinket, which I think looks like a piece of a Ouija board. Yes. You know the little thing where everyone puts their fingers on it, and yeah. it, it's the it's the eye that tells you like what's being spelt out. It looks like one of those. That would make a lot of sense for what it's used for. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's an eye to the other world. Yes. Maybe possibly. Well, because because like she has to look through the middle. Yeah. Yeah. It. Back at the house, Coraline uh, lays in her parents' bed, arranging the pillows to imitate their form. She kisses them goodnight and cries herself to sleep. She even does the um, neck brace around the pillow. Oh, she does, doesn't yeah. she? Oh, she really misses her parents. She's woken by the black cat. He leads her to a mirror, and on the other side, we see her parents. They're asking her for help. They're like, right, help. On, on the mirror, don't yeah. they? In the, in the, and they're shivering. And they're shivering. They're freezing to death. She smashes the mirror trying to get at them. But it, there's nothing there. Yeah. The cat shows Coraline a doll of her parents. So other mother has taken them. She, bought, she burns that doll thinking that maybe it'll bring her parents back. And when they don't return, she knows she has to return to the other world. <sighs> it's good. It's really good. And the fact that Coraline does all these things like smashing the mirror to try and get them out. Yeah. And like burning the doll, you know, maybe if I burn the doll She's it'll very break smart. the sp- Yeah, it'll break the spell or something mm. like that. She gears up and heads in. The cat follows. He suggests challenging the other mother to a game. Because mm-hmm. she has a thing for games. The door on the other on the, on the other end opens. It's mother covered in snow. And she's like, oh, Coraline, thank God you found us and everything like that. Yeah. Which then, yeah, which then sort of stretches out and it's other mother. Yeah. Pretending. It's very frightening. It's stretched and frightening. And then other father joins, now also deformed. He's sort of squashed. Yeah, he's like, he's been so... like a pumpkin. Yeah, and he's become very rotund. Yeah. And you're right, he's much shorter than he used to be. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's like he's been squashed and, like, even his arms are kind of, like, out to the sides. Mm. Quite unnaturally. Yeah. It's... It's like it's like if you got a pumpkin and then stuck two sticks to the side. Yeah. Yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's about right. She locks the door to the passageway... Uh, sorry, other mother locks the door to the passageway and swallows the key. Mm. So no chance of getting that back. For there is only one. We do learn there is only one key. Yeah. And that's why Other Mother couldn't break into the real world, because she couldn't get through the door. Uh, Other Mother drags Other Father away, then calls Coraline for breakfast. The buttons sit on the table, sort of Mm. waiting for her, like, are you saying yes now? Yes now? (laughs) She asks Other Mother to play a game, a finder's game. If she can find her parents and the the ghost children's eyes, then everyone gets to go free. If she can't, then Coraline will surrender herself to yeah. other mother. And she'll agree to have her eyes taken out and replaced with buttons. Which is just disturbing. That entire concept of, like, removing your eyes for buttons. I don't even think it's removing. I think it's literally just sewing it on sewing top. It on top. But then she has to find the other children's eyes. Yeah, of, that would be later. Oh, maybe, yeah. Well, after she's eaten them. After she's finished. Little napkin on the on the she's sides just, of the lips. She's mm. just the eyes. Yeah, 
Oh, I don't like the eyes, darling. No, no. <laughs> Too much jelly. <laughs> other mother... One of the terms is other mother has to give her clues. And and the clue is, in each of the wonders I've made just for you, each eye is lost in plain sight. Coraline agrees to the game, and it begins. She looks outside and sees the magical garden. The garden... I, I, put, I put... These were my guesses. I was like, the garden, the circus show, and the theatre, maybe? Question mark? <laughs> um, she goes to the garden. She stomps the, the dragon, the snapdragon flowers yep. that, that try to attack her, and it really does become very haunted yeah this little garden area because like don't they 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 come out from underneath the paving stones quite violently yeah like and try and grab hold of her Mm. and when she beats them back you see the the dead vines crawl back underneath the the pavement and the pavement sort of resettles itself and you're like oh i really don't like that Uh, yeah, they, she gets attacked from the cobblestone. She frees herself and knocks down a few fleeing wasps as well. Mm. I think they were wasps or the, the flying bugs. Yeah. Whatever they are. Uh, who stole the trinket that she was carrying that That's Miss right. Spink gave her. So these bugs nicked it and she manages to get it back. As she looks through it, the world is black and white except for a single red spot. It's on the mantis machine. So you're right, This this little... Ouija piece or whatever yeah. it is. It must be an eye to the other side. Yeah, I think so. It's kind of like, or maybe it reveals what the re- the real things. So the children's eyes obviously are... Are real. Are real. And everything else is um, fictitious is made. Yeah. Mother, mother made it. Yes, it's on the mantis machine. Other father attacks her, um, declaring other mother is making him do it. Mm. And he's, he's, he's even like apologising as he's attacking her, he's like, yeah. I'm so sorry, I yeah, can't. I don't want to do this. I yeah. don't want to hurt you. He fall- He ends up falling through a bridge in the courtyard and drowns in the reeds. But before he does so, he makes sure and he he grabs the little eye and lifts it up so Coraline can grab it. It's... It was sad. It's really sad. Other father and... The real father. Yeah. As well. It's like... He's trying. He's trying. Yeah. Doing his best and like he's actually not su- wants the best for Coraline. Yeah, he's not succeeding, which yeah. is what we saw in the real world. Like mm. he still dismisses Coraline, but he's gentler about it. Yeah, and that's kind of what we're getting mirrored here. Coraline heads down to sorry, heads to the downstairs apartment. The dogs hang from the ceiling like bats, which is really cool. Actually, <laughs> I really like those. They're all clumped together. And they even have wings. Like, they've got massive-ass bat wings. Yeah. And red eyes. Bright red eyes. Um, On the stage is a large sweet wrapper. Like a hard candy wrapper. And inside, she can see the eye. She uses a little Ouija piece. And sure enough, there it is. Inside this giant candy. (laughs) (laughs) The pearl ring on one of the... I think it's on Miss Spink's finger or something like that. Mm. And the other, sp- yeah, it's it's a this yeah talking about them being a couple, right? The fact that these two are like intertwined, they're intertwined. They're these monstrous, monstrous form, mm. but they're intertwined with each other inside this giant hard candy. They're one being, one being. <laughs> yeah, they're an old married couple. Yes. Yeah. Okay. It's uh, other spink and other forcible, and it's on one of their fingers is this gold ring. But of course, they've got they've got their fingers interlocked with each other, so you yeah. can just pull the ring off. They grab hold of her as she tries to get inside, and Coraline throws her torch 
up to the bat dogs <laughs> to to disturb them, which then fly into which then fly into the creature, the other creature. Did you notice what they were made out of? Who the other creatures? Mm. Oh, the the fake impossible bubblegum. The like uh, taffy, I think. Taffy. It's, it's, yeah, the rainbow taffy. The rainbow taffy. Is rainbow that... taffy. They're... <laughs> oh, right. Because they're, they're lesbians. It was on the nose. <laughs> right, yeah, okay. I was like, is this, that, is this the same candy that they had inside that little yeah, bowl? Yeah, it's supposed to be reminiscent of that as well. Yeah, yeah, mm. that, they, that they had in their apartment. Yeah, that makes sense. And rainbow candy. Yeah, rainbow Yay. candy. What's it called? Gay bacon. Gay bacon. <laughs> We love gay bacon. Um, and she manages to get... Yeah, so the dog blats fly into the woman, which kills them. And Coraline gets the eye. So now we've got two eyes. Coraline heads to the upstairs apartment now. She finds other YB's clothes hanging from the flagpole. Yeah. His full outfit as well. His jacket and his pants are just flapping in the breeze on that flagpole. And yep, other mother other mother killed other YB. No more other YB. No other more YB. That's a weird sentence. <laughs> <laughs> it's really sad, actually. Yeah, other Babinski shows her what she's been looking for, but sort of slinks off. You can't see his face or any of his limbs or anything like that. He's just this pile of um, clothes. ringmaster clothes. Mm. Kind of just bouncing around. Yeah, bouncing around and being all weird. And he yeah. kind of, he slinks off as well. It's almost like snake-like. Because he, like, twirls himself around the rafters and stuff like that mm-hmm. as he's talking to her. Sort of teasing her. Yeah. He's just like, I know what you want, but you'll never get it and that kind of stuff. He tries to convince her to stay. You you know, you can have whatever you want here. Mm. Always. You'll always get what you want until she fucking eats you. <laughs> <laughs> it's always a catch. Yeah. <laughs> but that roast. Uh- <laughs> Um, other Babinski says uh, he's not even a copy anymore and I thought that was a really interesting line yeah like they used to be parallel copies of the real people yeah and now they're not even that anymore which makes sense because I mean look what other Spink and other other forcible became the other father as well yeah the other father became a a monstrous version of himself it's kind of like it's it's like the longer it goes on the the harder other mother has like keeping it in check it's, it's i think it's more she's losing her strength mm. because as we go further along everything becomes a bit more further deformed or perhaps closer to what it really is right maybe it's all based on on Caroline's perception then because she's starting to see this world for what it really is possibly i think it's to do with because how the other father was like our strength is her <laughs> strength as yes. well, so I'm thinking oh, so as the reason why she's going after Coraline now is because she's losing the strength from the last kid she had. So no, she no, needs no. to replenish kind right. of thing. So like um so like how Jeepers Creepers comes out every what was it, twenty one years or whatever? Yeah, every every twenty, twenty one, twenty three years. Yeah, like sort of like like that kind of concept where she only comes out when she needs to eat. When she needs to feed. Yeah. She needs a soul. To so consume. I'm thinking because she's losing her power because she's using it to give Coraline what she wants. Right. And now that her strength is waning, she's not trying so hard now to impress her. She's it's just like to keep giving her. her ultimatums. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Like that's a desperate act. Mm. You know, that's a that's like last resort. If you're not going to do it on your own, I will make you. Yeah. 
So I, I think, tried the nice way. Now we've got the yeah. I'm running, but it's like I'm running out of time. True. So if you're doing this, or or, or yeah, I'm gone. <laughs> Um, yeah, he says he's not even a copy anymore, revealing that he is in fact his circus rats. The like clothes, <laughs> the clothes collapse, and all the circus mice sort of ex- scuttle out of it. They fire cannons at her, um, covering her in cotton candy balls and stuff like that. One rat escaping with the eye and her trinket. Mm. Uh, she runs after it, and the railing outside collapses. The sort of balcony area that's just outside this attic apartment. She looks up as the moon becomes a button, which is very cool. It's sort of like, almost like an eclipse. Yeah, and it just rolls over. Just rolls over the light of the moon. And of course, she's very upset because she's just sat in the grass after that balcony's collapsed. And, you know, the mouse escaped with her trinket and the eye, so she's lost the game. She almost loses the game until the cat returns, that is. Having caught the rat, he gives her the final eye and the moon sort of cracks. Turning. I love that sound that they use for when it, when it does crack. Yes. You know, the, the, the shimmering sort of like, almost like glass falling. Yeah. It's very like, like Brit- wind chimes. Yeah. Kind of. It's thing. a very sort of brittle sound. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, it's very cool. <laughs> it turns the, the, the other world white. So that whiteness that Coraline was walking through earlier, it's now spreading closer and closer to the house. The void. It's the void. <laughs> the entire outside is becoming this white void. Cat and Coraline escape inside. The wallpaper of the house is beginning to peel. Mm. The world is becoming undone. Other mother sits on the couch looking even more monstrous. I think at this point she's she's got her six legs now, right? Yes. She's got like a, almost like a, what's it called? The... The thorax. Oh, the, the, the sort of uh, carapace. Yeah, sort of like the back of a spider. Yeah, yeah. but I, I don't know. Was it the back of a spider or was it like a shell? It could I mean, be... it's an exoskeleton. Yeah. Same, same thing. Her skin is cracked. She looks more and more skeletal and bug-like. She is the one we saw making the doll at the beginning because we finally see her new... Her new hands, which are these metallic, long, spindly fingers. She is the one who made that doll, obviously. Oh, and she's got four legs now. Mm. So she's got six legs. She is an insect. Other mother throws Coraline's trinket into the fire, destroying it. And one of the kids warns her that even if she wins, other mother will not let her go. It's kind of like a faint whisper in her ear. Just being like, you know, don't fall for it. Even if you win, she won't let you go. Yeah. Coraline tells other mother that her real parents are behind the basket. Yeah, that's right. Because the, the, she saw the snow globe. Yes, she mm. sees the snow globe, which has her parents in it. And, you know, other mother's like, well, you've lost the game. And she's like, no, no, I, I still have to tell you where my parents are. Mm. I, st- I still have that. And my parents are behind this passageway door. And, yeah, to prove, to prove Coraline wrong... Which is just such a dumbass Considering move. all the effort that she went through to get to know Coraline, yep. would she not have picked up that this she's bullshitting? <laughs> Maybe you're right, she's just too desperate. Yeah. She spits up the key and opens the passageway door to prove that her parents are not there. Meanwhile, Coraline finds her parents in a snow globe. Other mother announces that Coraline has lost the game. And Coraline fucking yeets the cat at her. <laughs> Poor cat! 
mother turns around and just gets a face full of cat. <laughs> and that is not oh, a happy cat. As well, a face full of black pussy. Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> it was uh, right there. It was right, yes, it was right there. She got a face full of pussy. Um... Uh, <laughs> Other mothers like screaming and and the black cat's clawing away. He manages to rip off her button eyes, revealing nothing beneath them, just Mm. skin, this smooth skin, which is very gross. I hate that kind of thing. It's always, it's like the nurses in Silent Hill. Oh, and like, what's it, um, from Pan's Labyrinth? Oh, um, the The, pale man. Yeah, the eyes, oh. Yeah, it's very much that, Mm. where there's just, it's not that they're missing the eyes, there's an absence there. No soul. Yeah, no so little. Mm. Other mother collapses the floor, making it into a spider's web. This is so beautifully done because I hadn't even noticed the pattern on the floor, but it 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 looked like stripes. It looked like black and white stripes. And then she like hits the floor or something like that, Mm -hmm. and the middle of the floor sinks in, and it becomes a spider web design. Yeah, it's beautiful. So clever with all the bug furniture as well. They use with it too, like twanging like yes. spongy ropes kind of like the, going the, in the, the wind yeah, yeah 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 and of course with all the bug furniture that we've seen in this room now it's all stuck to the sides of it and it looks like bug bugs stuck in a spider's yeah. web yeah gorgeous <laughs> beautiful other mother jumps down because Coraline's stuck at the bottom of this mm. now other mother jumps down as Coraline starts to climb back up of course other mother's blind now she hasn't got her button eyes other mother blinded but uses the vibrations of the spider's web to follow her. And I was like, run. Fucking run. I don't like, I don't do spiders. Run. Fucking run. Uh, Coraline gets to the passageway and the ghosts help her close the door. Yeah. She's, she's trying to, she's trying to push it closed or I can't remember which door she's at. Um, I think it's the one in the real world. Yeah. Cause she's trying to push it closed. Cause it's being like, yeah. And we, we see the ghost's kids help push her clo- push it closed, um, which stops Mother. It was really... Go- oh, that's right, because then she starts crawling through the, the passageway. Yeah. Uh, and we hear other Mother calling out to Coraline as she, as she escapes. And then it gets closer and closer and closer. Yeah, and mm. it, the door gets closer and closer as she, as she crawls through to the other side. And we just hear, the, hear other Mother screaming, Don't leave me, don't leave me, don't leave I'll me. Die. I'll die without you. It's... <laughs> Desperation. It does not look good on you. <laughs> but, you know, speaking from a metaphorical perspective, if we're talking about parenting and, and you know, the two spectrums of parenting where we've got the complete um, disregard for the child, like, you're not important to me, and then we've got the, you obsessive. know, obsessive compulsion, compulsion with your kids where you're a helicopter parent and you just can't let them do their thing or anything like that. It really is a pinnacle of that. It is. The, the don't leave me, don't leave me, I'll, I'll die, die without you. <laughs> like, like they don't know what they are without yeah. without their child. They don't have a personality without their child yeah. anymore. Yeah. Coraline hurries to the real world, slamming and locking the door behind her. On the fireplace, she sees the snow globe that had her parents in is smashed. They arrive home suddenly with no memory of what had happened. And covered in snow. They're covered in snow. And she's even like, but you've, you've got the snow on you. And they're like, <laughs> melts oh, away. don't be silly, Coraline. <laughs> and yeah, it melts away. It's like, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Okay. 
The parents tell her they're taking her out tonight to celebrate the success of their book. Hooray! Coraline then wants to throw a garden party with all the neighbours, which is really sweet. Yeah. Parents tuck them into bed as well. Yeah, that that night, Coraline is finally tucked into bed by her parents. It's such a big moment. Yeah. It's so sweet. They're finally, like, acknowledging her. We And we even see that Mother has bought her the colourful gloves that she mm. wanted. And I think you're right. It's because of the set, the success of their catalogue or their book or whatever it was. Yeah. Uh, Cat arrives, kind of annoyed. Obviously, he can't talk because it's the real world. Uh, kind of annoyed at having been thrown at other Mother as a weapon. <laughs> but he forgives her. Yeah. She brings him inside and they agree to set the ghost children free. She puts their eyes beneath her pillow and falls asleep. And the children reveal themselves. The ghosts tell them that it's over for them, but not for Caroline. Mm. They're like, it's Coraline. over. Sorry for Coraline. <laughs> you did it. I did it. I did the thing. <laughs> you did the whole thing until now. <laughs> I did the whole movie calling her Coraline. Near the end, I fuck it up. <laughs> but the kids are like, you know, Coraline's like, you know, it, it's over. And the ghost children are like, it's over for us. Good luck. Bye now. It's <laughs> like, Fuck you too. Yeah. Oh, fuck you very much. Yeah, the ghost tell her it's it's over for them, but not for Coraline, as she still has the key to the other world, and other mother may return. She wakes up and heads downstairs. Cat trying to stop her. From the lounge, we can see one of other mother's metallic spider hands breaks through the passageway. Yep. It like crawls underneath a tiny gap in the in the um in the wood. Yeah. It's it's really gross. So we've got this metallic... We're doing Adam's family thing. <laughs> we've got other mother thing now. It follows Coraline to the woods, to the old well. It tries to take the key from her. Yeah. And it's almost sort of dragging her back to the passageway as well, because she's got the key on, like, a necklace. Mm. And, and the hand grabs the necklace and is dragging her through the mud. But YB arrives. Yay, YB! <laughs> and um, and takes on the hand, almost falling into the well at this point. They sort of struggle and roll around and stuff yeah. like that. And he almost goes fully into that well. It's Yeah, it's kind of cool. The hand tries to tackle Coraline again until YB smashes it with a rock. <laughs> I love it. He's just like, motherfucker, <laughs> I'll teach you. <laughs> Jim. They toss the key and the broken hand down into the well and close it. YB apologizes and shows Coraline a picture of his grandmother with with her sister. Coraline suggests inviting grandmother over to explain what's happened. Mm. So grandma's going to come to the garden party. Yay! And find out what happened to her sister. Yes, mm-hmm. and finally find out what happened to her sister, which is going to be an upsetting conversation. Yes, but a good one. Yes. We learn that Cat brought them together. Cat's basically the whole orchestrator in Other Mother's Defeat. Yes. The mastermind. (laughs) We get an absolutely gorgeous shot of the moon Mm. with cloud fingers kind of like clawing at it. Yeah. And this transitions beautifully into a balloon at the garden party. Lovely. Oh, before we move on to the garden party. Yes. Are you going to explain the well? The well. So you know how right at the beginning, YB explains that the well is so deep that you'll see a sky full of stars in the middle of the day? Yes. Right? So um, you've got that in the other world, even during the day, it's always starlight, right? 
Okay, yes. Yep. So, I think my theory is with this well, the reason why Coraline uses it um, and why it's got... It's because when you've got, like, a ring of mushrooms around something, it's usually, like, a protection circle. Oh, okay. It's, it's like, in that kind of mm. law and stuff like that. It's, like, ancient magic. Yeah. So someone was trying to... Keep something keep in Keep something there. in it. It's to be protected. Um, so throwing it down the well, in Coraline's mind, it's so deep, the other mother's never going to be able to find the key at the bottom of that well. That would make sense. And with the mushrooms protecting it using its magic is this well another portal then <sighs> to the other world i don't know if it's a portal to the other world i maybe and, and i the, think maybe this portal's different... been like sealed off yeah yeah so i think what it is it's and with the key being in that world as well that means this one's never going to be able to open again mm. if that makes sense yeah um some other mother's just going to starve no, no yummy children's souls. Oh, oh how sad. That's sad. Fucking Crimea River. <laughs> <laughs> Bitch shouldn't be eating children. Bitch should be eating that roast. <laughs> um, she can cook. She can cook. Eat the damn brisket. Um, Spink and Forcible enjoy themselves at the garden party. Mother and father plant tulips in the garden. We finally got them to garden after writing about gardening for so fucking long and not doing any. You're right. I hate dirt. I hate dirt. <laughs> but the tulips look wonderful. They do. Gorgeous. <laughs> Babinski um, pulls up the tulips and is planting beetroots instead. Uh, YB and his grandmother arrive. Coraline is very excited to see her and ready to explain all that's happened. Mm. We pan over to the house. We get final shot of Cat sat on the sign for the Pink Palace Apartments. He steps along the timber and disappears. Roll credits. So this concludes Coraline, 2009. <laughs> so give me a rundown for this movie. You've seen this like probably a dozen or more times. Well, I don't know how this is going to sound. So you know how I like I like to watch movies and stuff when I go to sleep. Mm. Um, I use Coraline. That's like my one of my main movies I use. It's a sleeping movie. It's a sleeping movie. Okay. <laughs> puts you to sleep it puts me like, to sleep but it's the music oh the music's good the music in it yeah we need to look up at this Danny Elfman <laughs> um yes we do but yeah it's I love it it's I think cause you know it's got all those themes there's like little details in there that if you miss it you miss I mean you pointed out things to me that I hadn't noticed and, <laughs> and I I think I got one on you <laughs> but I was like oh yeah it looks like a piece of a Ouija board and you're like oh my god it does <laughs> I'm like, yeah, fucking nailed it. <laughs> Talk one up for you. <laughs> yeah. Point for me. Yeah. But yeah, it's like, it's beautiful animation. The music is just incredible. Yeah. The details. I kind of want to have a look at the actual story, the um, folktale with the bedlam. Yes. Well, there is a... Beldam. This this movie's based on a book, right? It's a children's yeah. book called Coraline. Yeah. So I might need to give that a read at some point as well. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it's an introduction to another creature. Yeah. I mean, I love her. I love her creature. <laughs> and she's really creepy. She is. And that just... whole bug slash spider-esque feel that yeah. she has to her. That really gaunt, spindly, demonic kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, but I think, I think that gaunt thing was just, it was like another hint at how much strength she has lost. Right, so she's so gone because she needs to feed. Yeah. Right. She's not so quite puffy and stuff anymore. Mm. She's not 
like she looks like she's starving kind of thing yeah um and you know um with the other creatures and stuff and how they morph back into these weird things like it's like she's picked out items so like fairy godmother's magic makes a pumpkin turn into right a pu- yeah and turns the, the, the mice into coachman and stuff yeah, like that yeah this one is like i'll turn a pumpkin into my husband instead yeah <laughs> and he will do what i say yes it was such a cool movie and i really do love the that scene with with turning the floor into a spider web was just so clever especially because they'd already established like the bug furniture and everything like that and well, then, that's what i was saying before did you pick up on the theme of the bugs throughout everything yeah <laughs> and then it just making all the furniture look like trapped bugs in a spider web mm. just so clever and it's like the way that they have thought about every single detail in this movie from the color schemes between the different worlds mm. to like the minute details like um that you have to pick up on like with the accident thing with the the neck brace the, and stuff. the neck brace like when i first watched it i thought it was just a turtleneck yeah i mean that's what i thought <laughs> But then when you go back and look at it, it's like, hang on, no, there's a bit there. That's not on the turtleneck. Yeah. And then she points at it like, when I had the accident, that's what drew my attention to it. Mm. Was because she points at her neck. I'm like, why are you doing that? There's, what's wrong with your neck? Oh. Oh, I get it. It's foam. <laughs> yeah. It's to keep your neck upright. And to be fair, like, you would be frustrated if you have to w- work after you've had an accident. Mm. And you'd be in a lot of pain. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's it's just a really well thought out movie. Yeah. It really is. And just the relationships between Coraline and the parents. Yeah, picking about the relationships and the, the duality between, you know, ignoring your child or overindulging mm. your child and everything like that. It's just really interesting it to, is. to dive into. <laughs> <laughs> so what's your personal enjoyment rating for this movie, D? One one being awful, oh. ten being amazing, Destiny. Where would you scale this for yourself? It's a biased thing. From me, it's ten. It's a ten out of ten, 10. for you. <laughs> I'm fair. <laughs> I mean, it's your sleeping movie. It's my, so, sleeping, it's my comfort movie. Yeah, it's a it's comfort movie. my safe movie. I, I gave this an 8.5. I thought it was fantastic. Mm. I definitely need to watch this again and get a copy on my shelf because so, it's just so good. What didn't you like? It's not that I didn't like. It's just bits that I didn't piece together yet. Right. So I think after watching it a couple more times, it'll probably go up. Yeah. But I just got to figure out, figure out everything first. Yeah, fair. Yeah. And um, so we like to give credit where credit's due. So a particular actor or character that you'd like to give props to in this movie? Any particular voice actor that you thought, oh, they did a really good job? I mean, Dakota Fanning. Coraline. Coraline. Oh, yeah. Fantastic. (laughs) 100%. Like, what, she was a child, like an actual child at that point. Oh, yeah, she would have been. Yeah. And just how she was able, like, you know, it was believable. It was really good. Yeah. All the voice acting was really good. It was. Like, who else was it? It was, uh, there was another, oh, who was the other mother? Um, Terry Hatcher. Was it? That's who I've got written. Uh, Terry Hatcher, who played mother slash other mother. There was another one. There was a really another, another famous, oh, might have been, um, what's her face? Judy Dench. Mm. Judy Dench is either Miss Spink or Miss Forcible. I can't remember which one. And then, of course, we've got Keith David as well. Yeah. As the black cat. Like, <laughs> it's just it's just fantastic. It was a good cast. Um, yeah, it was just a great movie. Just a great movie. Mm-hmm. Highly recommend everyone. Go watch Coraline. It was really good. I'm so glad I've watched it after saying I'll watch it up for, like, six years. <laughs> <laughs> I 
have to run, you have to watch Coraline. And I'm like, yeah, 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 I'll get around to it. <laughs> and then here we are. <laughs> I got around Made to it. it. <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much for joining me, Dee. We'll be back for another episode shortly, which will be great. Um, thank you, everyone, for listening. Um, this concludes episode 53, Coraline 2009. And we'll see you again next week. Bye-bye now. See ya. Thanks again to our guests. And thank you for listening. Don't forget to leave a rating and review. It really does help people find the podcast. And remember, you can get in on the discussion by sending us an email, cherrypophorror at gmail.com and or following us on Twitter at cherrypophorror. Okay, I'll let you go. Good night. Sleep tight. Don't let the monsters bite. <laughs>